And we're back. I'm James. This is the Grizz Fan Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm Brent. I'm Kyle. And I'm James. That's Kyle. I know. Question for you. (laughs) When Kyle's here, do you prefer it when there's four of us? Me, Brent, Kyle, and Luke? Or do you think that it's better when Luke's not here when Kyle's here? Four. Oh, oh, I agree. All I right. like the four too. I, yeah, that's right. I'm just trying to get him to say oh, something oh. controversial right off the top. <laughs> Kyle sucks. <laughs> oh yeah, why don't you just make me say that their QB wasn't that good? Oh well, that's true too. Well, no, no it wasn't. Just he was, he was really about. good. What QB are we talking about? We are off and running. I was talking about Brent. You said you wanted me to say something controversial. Are you talking about Jordan so Love? There you go. Oh, Brent's Jordan Brent's Love. QB. No, You're just not here. Jordan Love. Oh my god. <laughs> Does your QB's arm work? Yes. Yeah. 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 Boy, you got three verse one. I have, just, I have Justin <laughs> Herbert in fantasy. I have nothing going wrong. You ever seen the movie Rookie of the Year? <laughs> <laughs> Surgically repaired arms coming back. Firing rockets. Rocks. Um, Pitching for the Cubs. Okay. Luke's at a wedding. We got recovering journalist, journalist Kyle Sample, a.k.a. Super Grizz fan, uh, filling in this week. We got James sitting here. Brent and I are uh, back and ready forever. Let's go. I yeah. actually got to go to QB Club this week, which yeah. was a lot of fun. Uh, By the way, they went over 500 members this week, which is pretty cool. Said over a million raised. I attribute that to us saying gogrizz.com slash QB Club <laughs> over and over again on this podcast. 100%. Um, They're going to so rename it to the Grizz Fan Pod. Maybe start doing it. Yeah. Cool. James wants to go too. So you want to go? Yeah. Got to figure that out. They have cookies. And brownies. Exactly. Today they have brownies. There are no kids in there, though. Oh, no kids. That, well, it will get me out of the house for like an hour and 30 minutes. Did you leave the house today? I mean, the leper's outside. <laughs> so technically, it's a holiday this is, this is today. James is like battle all summer. <laughs> and since he decided not to do football, we got to make sure he goes out and is active every day, right? Does yeah. some stuff. Yep. You got to run, right? Don't you have cross country? That's mm-hmm. what you want to do. Put it you got to run up this mountain right out here, man. Just like run up and down it. How was your first week of school, Bubs? Good. And? And? So James did, we asked James to do a sound check for the listeners. <laughs> and um, he would just say one word. And Brent would say, hey, I need a few more. And then he'd say two words. So then Kyle told me he had to say 10 in a row. And he said 11. But that's all we've got. But we got it. You're you're just. Well, it you're, was good. I have nothing else to say about it. <laughs> James, what is your first class you have when you get to school? Uh, I don't know. You don't know? No. Wait. What's, your, what's your favorite? I don't know. Do you know. start with different? Oh, we you start with different. Class. All the same teacher. We're not God, doing classes okay. today. Well, okay. but this week you had to pick a band instrument. Yeah. What would you go with? Saxophone. Uh, nice. Okay. That's what I wanted to play. But I had to play the clarinet because it got passed down. <laughs> That's not, fair. Not to say I played it, though. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. What did you think of the game this weekend? It was good, and then it was nail-biter, and then it was good again. Did you ever think there was a chance that they yes. would lose? Interesting, because I oh. never thought what do you mean? there was a chance. It was, it was at one. I know, but this is the point I'm it's making. Kind of like, they, they, played, they played kind of... Yeah, but it was this, the first game of the year, and I never thought they would lose. I just oh. felt like they were going to be inconsistent. But there were some things I really liked about that game. And one of them was how on that drive, and we can talk about this more in a bit, where they scored three different times. <laughs> yeah, that was rad. I'm not sure many 
many Grizz teams over the last couple of years would have done that. You know, to have know. two different touchdowns called back, two big play type touchdowns called back, and then was still they, manage to score. Were they both in front of us? Or yeah, close the whole to drive us? was oh, in right front in front of us. you guys, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. yeah. And then we Fox had, had a big touchdown that was called back, and who was the other one? That, uh, I think it was Bergen. Like, was it? A, yeah, it was a big Bergen yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, of the holding, like when he got ran. <coughs> that win. one was holding. The second one definitely. I don't. I don't, I don't think, think it was. I don't think the second one was at all. Uh, like that was really lame. Very tick tack. Ticky tack. Yeah. Um, who? Yeah. Who was the player of the game in your mind? Oh, okay. I don't really know. Feel like probably Bergen. I, I mean, I, Bergen's a fair chance. They gave it to Eli Gilman, yeah, who you and I have been excited yeah. about since last year. We have. You, you like? I don't, him last I don't year. remember talking <laughs> about him. James, uh, except I don't remember a lot. From if the you could pick a starting quarterback for the Grizz, would it be Vidlak or would it be McDowell? See, at the first, I wanted McDowell, but then this guy went on a whole rant of why it should be Vidlak. And this guy, for reference for the listeners, is your father. Who yes. provides okay. you a house and shelter and food. <laughs> but you don't cook that often. You cook. I like, made the your favorite soup, soup last night. I cook your favorite meals. <laughs> I mean, Sounds you can like get steak house. from anywhere. Old thing to say when your wife just walked in the house. <laughs> <laughs> They're all glaring at you. Um, so, James, without your father's influence, you would have said. You're free to pick whoever you want. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. Who did he say? Who did we're just leading question you into? <laughs> McDowell. Why? Dude went one of three. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Both on the pod and you and I later. <laughs> Why don't you just turn him into a running back then? Kind of wanted it. Kind of, kind of did. They kind of put him in there and ran the power, <laughs> dude. Like, which what, was awesome. rushing I mean, Wildcat. The, the um, coaching decision there, like. 100-degree heat on that field, that non-scholarship team, middle of the third quarter. Like wear them out. Wear them out. Yeah. And that's what they did, and it's it's fun to see that. Um, uh, but, you know, we'll get into that. Anything else we want to talk to James about while he's here? James, uh, how's your fantasy football looking this year? Okay. Autodrax did, like, every single one of my picks. Yeah. Because I forgot the draft I, it only had like six people, so the rounds mm. go by faster. The only time I've ever won a fantasy football is when it auto picks. So I, shows I'm just bad at. I got it, but. three bench QBs, and today I traded two of them. Okay. Or I cut them for like an extra defense. Got it. That the computer did not draft me. Okay. So you're feeling good about it? Yeah. Okay. All what's, right. What's your opinion on the Nick Bosa situation? We hope they sign him, right? (laughs) This guy, watch, he always does this, and he's like, no problem trading, like, um, some people. I can't remember who they are. And, like, the whole time that John Lynch has been there, like, they haven't really had um, issues with, like, signing people, and all of a sudden Nick Bosa is. So you don't trust the process then, huh? No. Okay. Do you put the blame on the Niners or Bosa's camp? Where you go? Where are you on that? Lynch. Okay, Niners. So you you firmly are with labor. I like that, especially <laughs> since it's Labor Day weekend. I'm always surprised when fans uh, side with the owners in these contract type things. <laughs> I mean, these guys are 
Is this a political Multi-billionaire. <laughs> no, I just I know the race. Weird. I know the election's coming up. But <laughs> did you just do that? Did you just see an opportunity? No, I'm just saying. Okay, councilman. I always find it weird when people side with the owners. <laughs> like, pay the guys. Agreed. Uh, James, should we have you? Are we are we having to pick everything or just pick the Grizz? Yeah, let's pick. Let's have James pick, pick everything, everything, and I'll make pick sure I get it to Luke so he can put it in the spreadsheet. Okay, so I've got all this. All, I got all the games up in front of me. You ready? Mm-hmm. Cal Poly goes to zero and two San Jose State. I'm still picking San Jose State. Okay, one and zero Cal Poly. Because it's a bad, yeah. bad Mountain West team versus a bad Big Sky team. Fair. Portland State goes to Wyoming. Wyoming. Did you watch the Wyoming game? No. Wild finish. Fun game. Boy, Portland State opens with <laughs> Oregon. And then goes to Wyoming. Yeah. I mean, I guess Wyoming should be a much easier game than... 7 to 81. Oregon, but they're still going to get destroyed. Yeah. Northern Arizona versus North Dakota. I think I had North Dakota winning at that just because they're at home. If it's at NAU, then I'd probably have the Lumberjacks winning. Got it. Uh, Okay, so North Dakota. Incarnate Word versus Northern Colorado. Incarnate Word. Wait, so I just missed one. You did. You picked Incarnate Word over Northern Colorado. Who was before that? Uh, he picked uh, North Dakota over Northern Arizona. Because they were at home. All right. Weber State goes to Northern Iowa. Oh, I can't remember that one. The whole time predicting that, I was just thinking of the if it was if there would ever be like a blackout matchup. It would. I would want it to be between those fun. two. Northern Iowa's zero and one. They played Iowa State and they lost thirty to nine. Not surprising. Yeah. It's closer than I would think. So what's what's your call? It's on the road. It's in Cedar Falls. I don't really know. Weber. I can't remember who I predicted. I think it was Weber in a close game, though. Okay. Weber keeps it rolling. Weber's kick returner has five kick return touchdowns in the last nine games he's played. They also had four state safeties against Montana State last year. Yeah, well, yeah. Or something like that. Was he the guy that was tied? That Yeah. He had yeah. another one so against Central record? Washington. Yeah. That's his now? Or tied it, right? Wait, yeah. with, like with Malik Flowers? Yeah, yeah. yeah he did it in like a, yeah. a stretch of a season. Okay. Uh, Idaho goes to Nevada. Nevada. Oof. Okay, we'll get to this other one next. Uh, Idaho State goes to Utah State. Utah State. All right. I don't think they're going to be as lucky. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Let's see. UC Davis goes to Oregon State. Oregon State. All right. Eastern Washington at Fresno State. Fresno. They beat Purdue on the road. They're going to win. Got it. Texas A&M Commerce, not oh Texas God, A&M. Team. <clears throat> they lost to UC Davis by like 40-something. Now they're going to play Sac State. Oh, Sac State's beating them. <laughs> Sac State's putting them on their PB&J. Okay. <laughs> Montana State goes to South Dakota State. SDSU. Oh, okay. Close? Or what do you think? No. No, okay. I think that's one of those games where if it was in Bozeman, I'd pick the Cats if it was yeah. it's not. Grizz at Utah Tech. Grizz. Grizz. 
All right. Do you have a score? I think it was 31-17 or something like okay. that. Okay. So I might have missed one. You had San Jose State over Cal Poly, Wyoming over Portland State, North Dakota over NAU, yep. Incarnate Word, Nevada, Utah State, Oregon State, Fresno State, Sac State, South Dakota, Grizz. He had Weber as well over Northern Iowa. Weber <clears> that was the one. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> All right, Bubba. Anything else you want to tell the uh, tell the listeners out there? Oh, Were James, there hang on. We, yeah, I just think we might have one question for you. Hang on, buddy. If it's about your new school, you're you know prepared to answer that. More than... James, who was your favorite player on the 49ers? Debo Samuel. Okay. Um, okay. <clears throat> Let me read this uh, question real quick. Wow. We, um. You're gonna like these, James. <clears throat> okay, you were on the eight. Lar- you, James, are on the eight-yard line in your championship game. You're down four. It's fourth down, and you need the touchdown. The coach looks at you for the play call. What's your play? Double slant. Double slant. Ooh, he plays a lot of Madden, don't you? Yeah. Follow up for James. <laughs> your dad wants to be the mayor. After the elections, it's determined it is a tie. The only way Dad can be mayor oh is if Who you, James, are willing to eat an entire plate of food that you hate the worst. <clears throat> Not just a bite, but the whole plate. So what is that food, and do you eat it to ensure your dad's election victory? I probably would, but I, don't re- I wouldn't really know what foods because... <laughs> I don't eat those foods, so I don't know what they would be. Boy, there are so many foods that you won't eat. Oh, like cheeseburgers with pickles and tomatoes on them. I could eat those. <laughs> what would it be for you guys? A food for Mike to win there? Yeah, what, like, you, like a food that you wouldn't want to eat. Yeah. Coleslaw. I love coleslaw. Canned green beans. Oh, I could eat a mess of those. Do they have like water? Stuffing. We've talked about this what on the pod. What is wrong with you? God, I, hope, I was hoping that we would have brought you to enlightenment. I'm just choking and choking. Like, don't you say <laughs> Are you not a stuffing person either? I love stuffing. Good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you can stay. <laughs> okay, see you guys. Well, that's the earliest exit ever. <laughs> I'm out. All right, Bubba. If Les got anything else, uh, thanks for dropping in. The oh, follow-up, James, was... Oh, there's another so, so you eat the food. Your dad's mayor... What law does he have to pass? Oh my god! Uh, that that you tell him to pass. Bring back the Fourth of July fireworks. There we go. Ooh, and that is Love a controversial it. topic. I don't care. <laughs> no, like fireworks. You want, you want a celebration committee to plan a better Fourth of July? There yeah, we, we can go to Butte on the third, drive back, and then you are on the. You floor. know, I did post a photo of you lighting off a firework in Butte on my Facebook page this year, uh-huh. and um, somebody who you know really doesn't like me and prefers another candidate was complaining about it loudly on Facebook. Oh yeah, I remember that. He's not old enough. Anyway, <laughs> don't go there. All right. Okay. Love you, Bubba. Thanks, Thanks for stopping by, buddy. Mm-hmm. Thanks, James. See you, dude. All right. Where do we want to start? I love that shirt too. For the record, he's wearing a Brock Purdy shirt. I want to Brock and roll all night. 
That's awesome. And the shirt on the back says, and Purdy every day. Did you already? so cool. Did you burn your Trey Lance shirts? Whoa! You got a Trey Lance jersey still, don't you? Yeah. You got a Trey Lance jersey? I tried to sell mine to a pawn shop. <laughs> to a vintage shop, actually. I really did. It's going to be worth something. All right. Um, okay, so where do we want to start? Well, the Grizz won a football game. Grizz won a football game. Let's just start at the beginning. Let's do it. Oh, my word, it was hot. Jesus. Okay, we're really starting at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. And I want to go. Let's start with complaints. Let's start with complaints. No, no, no. Let's no, no. the grievances. No, no. We're going to start with I wandered around the tailgates a little bit more than normal this week. Mm-hmm. You know, for, for no particular reason. Um, Nothing that we haven't talked about. Already. But, uh, you know, there are people that make some great tailgate food. I had some smash burgers. Yeah. It was, it was, it was fun to wander around. Some hot dogs at Brin's Spot. Yeah. Did not come to mind. I know. There were actually so many of people that I knew that I somehow missed. I don't really know how that happened. But I had three people tell me they were voting for me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was wearing a Newton for Mayor shirt. And I'm like, I'm not Mike. And they're like, oh. I was like, I'm, I'm a friend and a supporter. And, uh, and they're like, you're like a big guy with a beard. And I'm like, <laughs> but you have hair. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm wearing point. a ball cap, and I keep the size of my head pretty. So, like, I- <laughs> you're a big guy with a shirt. <laughs> Whatever. It means I can so, be in two places at once. Yeah, great. Yeah, we need John to come down and wear a shirt, too, and wander around. So you can great. just triangulate around yeah, the stadium. <laughs> Divide and conquer. That's not the guy I voted for. So, <laughs> question. <laughs> guy. Because guy. I feel like I have made fun of both of you over the years for jerseys. Yeah. Yeah. Buying, Unfairly. Buying jerseys for, oh, man. you know professional athletes and wearing them because you both do this yes yep they're both debating debating this i wore one for halloween last year because james um it was a joe montana it was a joe montana jersey yeah because who did you go as you were debo and iuke right yeah yeah you were debo right it was either debo debo or iuke yeah oh um so you know we we did that that's the only jersey that i've ever worn so the question is now you know you both have nugent from air shirts you've wore judge is that weird that we have nugent from air it's a different thing no is this i was gonna say is this different or am i having a double standard jerseys like let's say 23 on it and nugent on the back i'd I'd wear one of those like a yankee pinstripe oh my god so it's nugent and the numbers like your logo all right well good then i don't feel guilty for making fun of you guys for having jerseys but asking you to wear a shirt with i would definitely do it yeah Yeah. good to know let's get back on track so tailgating fun but it was noticeable how many tailgates were missing yeah like Mm -hmm. you know walking around like lots of rv spots open and stuff like that but that kind of gets into what i'm talking about like when we have a home game on labor day weekend I don't understand why they insist on doing it middle of the day Saturday. I just, it's always hot. They had problems with the scoreboard. They definitely had problems we, with the we scoreboard. Found, we'll, we'll cue people but in in a minute here. It's always hot. And it's the, the thing that kind of gets me more is like, it's the first of something, right? So you've yeah. got all these college freshmen. For a lot of them, it's their first game. Yeah. It's a holiday weekend, so it's an opportunity to showcase like maybe there are fans visiting or parents. other people, yeah. parents visiting. Things like it's a chance to kind of showcase, and I just feel like it's it's not as fun because it's so miserable to be in there. Yeah. And like you were talking about, like multiple times where the EMTs were helping people with heat things. Oh, and I just I don't understand why we haven't embraced 
a either late afternoon weekend game or a night game on like Thursday for our first that's, game. That's yeah. what the Cats had. Well, they the, had a 6 p.m. game. Yeah, they did. And they used to play Thursday games. They used to play Thursday. They yeah, did 6 p.m. on Saturday night. And I just don't know why we don't embrace that a little bit because it just seems like we should make that first one, like your first impression, really exciting. And did, we know we can do it. Did we get second billing in the TV schedule? Because they were both on SWX, and the cats were on at 6, and we were on at noon. So did they get the better slot? Well, you know, maybe, but my guess is that given how the first game of the season is generally shaken out, that if the Grizz had wanted to play night on Saturday, they probably would have, because the cats usually play on Thursday. Thursday, yeah. Yeah, true. um, In those kickoff games. But I don't know that. But my hunch is that the... the, um, the school was like, no, we'll take the midday one. Yeah. yeah it's a- Well, and I think they thought, we're going to kick it at noon, so it'll be over before the hottest point of the day. Uh-uh. But I mean, but I mean, hot. I mean, have they never been in a game in Washington? Well, of course Stadium? they have. They like, just, I don't know. But it's like, I saw a ton of people, like, especially um, some of our older fans, and they're wearing jeans and turtlenecks, and we saw a lot of heat issues in the game. I, I, it was, that's the other thing that was noticeable to me. They're, at halftime, there were EMTs up and down Campus Drive. There were people and getting a lot of stadium. people just didn't come back, which, again, yeah. I know is a recurring problem, but it's like... I think the heat added to it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah also, a 12 o'clock game, I mean, I just hate 12 o'clock games. Like, yeah. Just for yes. like a setup, a pregame, trying to get to like... I always have family over my house before games. I just, We'd be there... I told them to be there at 10. And then we want to leave at 11. And then because it takes so long to get into the game, you barely get to spend any time at the tailgate. That's like that's just a lot to jam into like a morning. Because mm-hmm. nobody wants to do something so early. Like, Give me like the one or two games. I mean, yeah. I, I like yes. the one or two later in the year. Yes. But for this game, like if we're going to do it on PM. Saturday, right. 4 p.m. I think 4 p.m. Because yeah. it's like you, you're still like, because Bobby talked this about, about this a little bit at QB Club, and they don't want to do it too late because they want families to be whatever. But I mean, a 4 p.m. game, you're going to be – done by 7 30 mm-hmm. that's still just fine on a saturday night mm-hmm. and at least the second half is going to be out of the worst of the sun but i mean like i still think like if it's going to be on labor day and it's a holiday weekend just do it on thursday yeah make it an event school's in session already then give everybody their weekend but here i am whining i was really excited yeah, i would hate to work that next day though i would really hate to work on friday I say so. The interesting thing, right, is like if you're the University of Montana, then if you're going through like your TV stuff and whoever it is, SWX, um, is like, okay, you're the you're the afternoon game. Do we have the ability to say no? Like, I'm looking at our schedule next year, August 31st, Missoula, Missouri State. So that's gotta have, be a night game. We're gonna time? have to, we're gonna have to probably pick this again, unless it's a. I doubt it's a week zero on the 31st. No, no. But it's not, that's that would be is that a 12 game though. season. No, so even then I wouldn't think it would be. Yeah, but that'll yeah. be, that'll be, that'll be still be Labor Day, right? because that'll be the still be Labor, no. Yeah. So the next one then at North Dakota would be the holiday. Would right? it? Because the first Monday of September. So it wouldn't be. Yeah, so it would be. Let's see. Yeah, make me do calendar stuff. What? I don't know. I, don't I, I just feel like honestly, all of our oh. early games should be night games. All September games at home should be night I games. I mean, we have two night oh, games this is back awesome. to back. We have yeah. Utah Techs, I think, at like seven. Yeah, they're so not that here. is that is yeah. Labor Day weekend. Like, it is. And then I just feel like night games in September, day. like it's 65, 70 degrees, feels good. Like, mm-hmm. just and do like it. give us the like one and two and like noon games for like the end of the season, like the noon brawl of the wild games. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I don't mind it's that. Just cold anyway, out. I mean, it, it seems like a silly thing. Like we're complaining. No, we're just kind of commenting because you know this is a Grizz fan podcast, and I know that there are other people out there that feel the same way. <laughs> So. There was also football that was played. Yeah. yeah. Uh, quickly, though, James, you brought this up. The reader board. The ribbons and the scoreboard oh, yeah. and the ticker and all that stuff was out. We didn't get a play clock until near the end of the second yeah. quarter. Uh, the referee for those in the stands was relaying time, <clears throat> what, like once or twice maybe? It wasn't that often. Um, word was there was a system update that uh, hit that morning in the system, and it shut it all down. They actually were having someone remotely from across the country trying to boot everything back up as the game got started. They'd had the ribbon and everything running for two weeks before, and then it, um, at some point something kicked off an automatic update uh, shortly before the game, and it shut everything off. So that's uh, that's the story, kind of. <laughs> the scramble from like the university side of that to try to like figure out what they were going to do, like yeah. how are we going to update coaches, make sure they know exactly what time it always is. Like that, just trying to think your way through that. Oh my god! How oh much yeah, panic, I feel bad for them. How much panic fight. there was. I mean, like, I mean, we're not giving much away from QB Club, but Bobby hinted to that today that the fake punt, he thought it was third and two. Yeah, and so he thought he had another down and realized, and so they kind of scrambled the unit out and called the fake on the field. So, yeah. when it was still in the first quarter, I had no idea <laughs> if it was the first quarter still. No, first that first quarter, quarter was long. Yeah. 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 Well, it seemed long, but it was only like. 40 minutes? Is that? It's kind of long, though, right? Well, the whole game was like three hours. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it was weird because it felt long, but then looking at it, it's like, oh, that actually wasn't so bad. It was hot. So that's what it was. Anyways, yeah, football was played. We had a great opening series. The best. That was so exciting. Right. Everything they did was like, exactly what I've been waiting for for like five years. Yeah. I mean, Junior Bergen got the ball twice, and second time takes it right to the house. In space. Yes. Both times. Yeah. Um, it just, yeah, the game started so great with, and then defensively, right? Uh, Gina Tone, like, flattens a guy on the kickoff. And then a couple plays later, Grizz pick up a fumble. That's looking, I mean, you know, things are looking like we're well underway. I was, I was so scared because I took the under on the spread and I was like, well, this is, they're going to beat this team by 60 now. <laughs> And, yeah. and uh, well, it turned out we didn't. But it looked like like everything was just going to go their yep. way, like right from the beginning. Yep. And then I think like a lot of us, like we talked about, um, especially I mean, offensively, and with Sam Vidlak in his first start, first college start ever, right? His first start, his first meaningful time playing football in four years. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of looked a little jittery out there to me. And mm-hmm. of course, this is a fan, but uh, a couple missed throws. His first interception, I think everybody agrees, not really his fault. It hit Rockadelli kind of right in the hands. And he should have caught it. Yeah, and popped right up Mm -hmm. in the air. And actually, the Butler defensive player had to, like, dive, stretch out to get it. So, uh, but then we, you know, saw a little bit of... A little bit of inconsistent play for a while. uh, And that took Grizz a little while to kind of wake back up. Uh, So... Yeah, it was like... That first series, it was like, oh, this offense is going to be so much fun. Yeah. And then... It, it was like, where did that go for, like, the rest of the second half until there's, what, third to last drive? Right. And then they started to, like, kind of put things together and mm-hmm. put a drive together. But it seemed like they just kind of, like, went away from a few things. Mm-hmm. Like, they Bergen didn't get another touch until 
the second, right. third to last drive of the right. second yeah. or the first half. Right. Like, uh, yeah, it was just kind of like the play calling was a little <clears throat> suspect at times. Yeah. Um, and there seemed to be no commitment to having a run game whatsoever. Right. Yeah. I was surprised at how much we were throwing the ball early. Yeah. Because we've talked so much about this, the O-line, the running backs, the and especially Butler being non-scholarship and smaller on the line and all this stuff like this. Like, this should just be a run-heavy day. And uh, at least the way it started, it really felt like the coaching staff uh, seemingly really seemed to think that we're going to we're gonna really put the ball in Sam Vidlak's hand and have him throw it around a lot more than I thought he would. Yeah. Yeah, I was really surprised by that. I, d- I didn't think, I mean, like you said, first meaningful time that he played. Yeah, it's first And it was, start, like, first. it was like, hey, Sam, let's see what you got. Like, <laughs> like throw it around, buddy. I was going to say, like, there, there are a couple of takeaways for me. One, first of all, they clearly believe in him. Like, oh, yeah. They clearly think that he's got the tools to do that stuff. Yeah. Is he a um, sophomore? Yeah. I think that they should have ran the ball a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I think everybody does. Um, but I also think that we need to remember, like, sophomore making his first start. Like, if we want to be a program that has a guy start for three years, mm-hmm. you got to let him grow and develop a little bit, which mm-hmm. is why it really drives me nuts how much Brent is on the <laughs> play the senior bandwagon because he can't <clears throat> develop youth. Brent is transfer you. Especially oh after gosh. you were on the uh, the freshman guy last year. What was his name again? What was that guy that we were all into last well, year? What was his name? Oh. That third stringer at NAU? Yeah, I forget his oh, name. I forgot his I don't name. Yeah. who that is. But been we were deleted from GFP. Yeah, we were all into that guy for a while. <laughs> um, yeah, it was like uh, it was just weird. Everything we heard that this offensive line is so experienced. It's going to be the strength, the best no, they've had. In, we yeah. also have five running backs. You know, right. like that's what we heard. We have five running backs. Going to rotate three of them probably. Um, and then it was just like we're going to throw it twenty times in the first half. <laughs> right. Like that's a lot, and I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if that's like just something they wanted to see. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know, but uh, it was really strange to see that. It was. I think the thing, but like that we noticed as the second quarter got going, um, they did kind of get it going. They got it figured out. They started mm-hmm. then mixing in a little bit more run plays, mm-hmm. and then of course we had the series where, um, what is it? Uh, we scored three touchdowns. Two of them were pulled back by penalties. Uh, but then it kind of started to look like things were clicking again. Yeah. Um, and that was a great drive. Vidlak had a great throw. Racanelli, right, down the sideline. Yep. I guess he had a great throw as well, too, to, to Bergen for a, for a you know negated touchdown. But uh, then all of a sudden things kind of start working again. Um, but it was like they yeah. started to mix in things when they started yeah. to do that. They started to go back to the run game a little bit. They started to use different personnel mm-hmm. and some different formations. Uh, they started to get try to get guys in space again. Like we saw Fonts, I think that was the first time we saw Fonts yes. get one of those end arounds. Yeah, right. And like it seemed like they just started to get more of a rhythm almost and start mm-hmm. mixing things up. And uh, maybe they had seen something already in in Butler and they were like, "This we can do these things." Right. Because um, they really seemed like on the that drive and then the drive after that. Um, well, I guess it was the drive before where where it started with like the fake punt. Right. right. Yeah. Um, which I have like a complaint in that drive, but I'll save it for a second. <laughs> but they like started to 
mix in different things, and they moved the ball down the field. They got a field goal, and then they got the ball back, and then they, then that was the series where they had the three, the two negated touchdowns <laughs> and the actual, actual touchdown. Yeah, Xavier. So it's like, yeah, maybe this offense really does have something, and maybe like, uh, our new OC is what we have been missing because he seemed he did some creative stuff. Yeah, and I, I think I said this to a few people after the game. I, I mean, we came on plenty of GFPs the last couple of years, and we kept saying like. You know, get the ball to your playmakers mm-hmm. and keep uh, do what works. And if and if there's things that are just not working, and you like at a point, like why why do we keep going back to this well? Um, the whole flow, like the broad picture of the game, felt like our coaches really tested some things, had some things work, had some things not work adapted and then especially and we just we talked about like in the second half as it was getting hotter and they'd already started to wear down that butler front they knew where the where the win was in this game and they stuck with it and put them away so it, i i think the offense felt like it had a better identity and yeah there was a couple series that weren't great but overall i don't know things just felt refreshed i, li- I liked a lot of what i saw yeah even though there was some Things just didn't fully click. There's some stuff, yeah. Yeah, there was just inconsistencies, yeah. and you kind of expect that with the new coordinator on both sides of the ball. Some pretty big positions that are new, like you kind of expected to see some of those inconsistencies, and that's exactly what we saw. But I think those are things that are fixable. So sure. when I heard from a lot of people after the game that like, oh, this was bad, right? Because they only beat a non-scholarship team by two touchdowns, yeah, right. So it looks bad, but it's like. When I went back and watched it, I don't think the game was that close. See, that's the thing. Like, yeah. you know, we asked James this question. I, I didn't feel like we were ever going to lose it. And it was just kind of an annoyance that it got close because the Grizz weren't doing the things they were supposed to do. Right. But to me, like, nothing about Saturday surprised me. Like, more often than mm-hmm. not, they don't come out and have the wins like they did last year in the first game where they blow a team out and, you know, shut them down. Mm-hmm. You know, two new quarterbacks you're breaking in. I thought some of their bouncing of the plays early between those two was weird. It drives me nuts when you bring a QB in for one play in a series. <laughs> like, because it throws them both off. And every time they did it, it was three and out. Because they Vidlak would do the first down, then McDowell would come in for second down, then wouldn't get the first down, and then Vidlak would come in. And it just, like, that drove me nuts. I liked what they did later where, you know, bring him in, when it's clearly a non-scholarship team, you're working hard against them, it's hot, and you're just gonna run it all over. And they did it. And I liked how the O-line responded. I was disappointed with O-line play most, honestly, because that was one area where it's like, those guys, our starters are all returning. It's a veteran group. Like they don't have the same kind of like, hey, we're breaking things in together like the secondary has, or, right. or you know, the QBs, um, you know, or even some of the receivers and stuff like that. So that kind of disappointed me in that I felt like it was a strength that should have played better. I've seen some people say they thought the O-line played great, and I just, I don't see it. Maybe at the end game, at the end of the game, and the running it down their throats, and we did rush for a lot, so it's like they got there, but yeah. there were some drives where they really should have been able to take advantage of it, they didn't. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what do you guys think about that? Because, okay, so we talked about how we were surprised at Vidlack that we threw the ball so much. Yeah. And then in the second half, we obviously bring in a different quarterback. Don't throw the ball at all. And we don't throw the ball at all. And I remember hearing Bobby say that these two quarterbacks, their talents will succeed in the same offense. Yeah. Well, it was pretty clear that we ran two different offenses. Yeah, it was zone read the whole second half. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and Bobby did say at QB Club that it's like 
there's a lot more to McDowell's game yeah. than than we saw. Than we saw because I think what they wanted to do was like, hey, we've gotten a lot of reps. It's hot. Let's run it down their throat and get out of this game. Mm-hmm. You know, and so maybe that's kind of the why. Because um, okay. he was like one of three, one of four. Like the second best pass. Yeah, one of three for five on the day was Junior Bergen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. And, and you know that was actually the best passing play in any snap McDowell took with Junior Bergen's pass. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like just it was very different offenses. You're right. Yeah. So is that, so? If, do we think that's something that is sus- going to sustain that McDowell is going to run like these designed quarterback run game and zone read type plays? And we're not going to see him throw the ball that much, and that Vidlak is going to be the guy that throws the ball. And if that's the case, how is that balanced? Like, do we see that going forward, or do we think that really was their design that they were going to let Vidlak play two offensive series in the second half, and then they were going to go to McDowell and go to this quarterback run game and and more of like a run uh, focused offense? The one thing that is the interesting wrinkle to this is, I was saying this to, to a guy at QB Club before things got started today. Vidlak had a couple bad throws, mm-hmm. bad decisions. Uh, I think, and the, he missed some stuff, the, and he missed some things yeah. too. I think the grounding, where he probably had a chance to throw the ball away earlier, mm-hmm. and then we made the field goal anyway, so it wound up not mattering. His second interception was just—it was a bad throw. Like yeah. safety's crossing, yeah. he's throwing across his body. Just throw it away, Tate. You know, uh, we didn't see Sam Vidlak after that, so yeah. it's like the what ifs. But like, if what if Sam just throws that away? I have a feeling we probably see him. I do too. Probably quite a bit, maybe a little more. Yeah, but I think we still see more McDowell. But I, th- I thought we, I bet we'd still see a series or two with Sam. I mean, maybe, maybe. But I kind of think that it was more a product of Bobby just saying, "Okay, let's just go run it down their throats, put the fresh QB in, and let's just do this than yeah. anything else." Because I actually like, you know, it's like when you're when you've got a sophomore QB making his first college start and playing his most snaps of any college football game like you'd want other people to pick him up and that that sure. play was a little bit frustrating because it's like he's running for his life and he shouldn't have thrown back over his body mm-hmm. but nobody came back to the ball yeah and it's well, easy for me to say yeah but you know and he already had had a grounding call for throwing it away in that type of situation <laughs> right. so it may be in his head he's saying oh, don't do that again and yeah um you know but there were moments where it was like, oh, man, we've got a QB. And I think we need to kind of keep that in mind. For sure. Uh, but if they're going to do this and they're actually going to rotate them, I'd love to see McDowell get, like, the third series of the game, the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but I think next week will honestly tell us a lot on what they really mean by playing both these guys. Because if it really is we're going to play Vidlak early and then we're going to kind of come in and try and shut the game down late with a running attack – those are two very different things. Yeah, James, earmuff for me really quick. <laughs> this is kind of the fun bullshit that we as fans are going to do after one game, though, because like we don't know. We don't really have any idea. For the record, James did not he hear did not He has a smirk on his face now. <laughs> but that's, He's like, so I love, much. I love that after first games, though, especially in like this kind of situation where it's like we've been told they're not sold on one quarterback or the other. Right. They're going to wait until – one of them shows that they have separated themselves. And then we see two very different things and we just get to talk and mm-hmm. be like, what is, what, which is what, and is that sustainable? And is that a good thing? Right. Yeah, absolutely. So my thing, I don't think we're going to really know until that Davis game. 
I agree. I, I or, really want to see what happens in this in this game this week. So I see it one of two ways. This. I don't think we're going to see until the Davis game, or if the Ferris or NAU game gets, gets out of control. Yeah. Well, and I mean, Bobby did say like, I mean, if one of them grabs it, then we're going. It's theirs. It's theirs. Yeah, yeah. And it's not. And I've heard this from some fans. Like, this is not a Montana State situation. No. Where, like, I thought, I, I wondered before seeing either of these guys play, will we see both of them on the field at the same time? Because, like, the success Montana State has been able to have with that. But we don't have that because we have one guy who's a runner and one guy who's, who, and one guy who's a passer. So <laughs> it's like, I do we think can't let them run both, a little bit more than we saw. But not to, like, scare defense, oh, right? No, like, not no. where you put these guys in or you motion one of them across and it's like, what are they going to do? Right. Like, we don't have that. So I don't think we're really going to see them on the field. At the same time, like that, that that question was answered for me on Saturday. Because we, uh, one thing we definitely did see quite a bit of was a lot of trick plays, if you will. We saw Junior Bergen throw a pass. We saw a fake punt. We saw a two point conversion. We saw a couple other kind of odd. I mean, we saw a receiver end around. Yeah, um, that receiver end around that film they showed us today, where <laughs> the offensive lineman began to pull and then peels back. Yeah, it's like. I think we actually might have an offensive coach who watches football because I've seen Kyle Shanahan's offensive lineman do that. <laughs> no, and, and I, I, think I that never saw any creativity like that last like, year or the previous few years. Even being somewhat vanilla, it it felt like you could see that the play calling was more diverse. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was so. That was the most exciting thing for me. Yep. yep. Just on the offensive side. So we got to see we we. A lot of Grizz fans were introduced to some somewhat new faces. Eli Gilman, player of the game. Guy, what do you run for? 119. 119 and a touchdown. Gets named player of the game. Yeah, we got to see plenty of Clifton McDowell. And I think, boy, he's a big dude when he's out there running. And I know Butler is a little more undersized than most teams will see. but um, He gets so fired up, just, too. Oh, my God. He just, and he's so smooth with it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, Xavier Harris, uh yeah, and Kyle, like you were talking about, the, the running back thing, we saw Nick Osmo come out for one play. Yeah. Oh, I hated that play, too. That, oh, I hated that play, too. What yeah. was that? Four, it was fourth and one. It was fourth and one. And they go to an offset eye and go under center for the first time all game and give Gilman the ball from the up-back position. It and was he just like, loses a yard or something. We well, yeah. have a six foot four, two 220-pound quarterback right there. <laughs> Why don't you just put – can you push the quarterback down in college? Yeah, I think really, you can in college, can. right? I'm really yeah. surprised that they didn't let him run, especially because he was kind of the star of the running game yeah. in the afternoon. He was. Like, I don't understand going to a sneak there and putting two guys behind him and just shoving him like they do in the NFL. Especially a guy his size. Yeah. Yeah. That I, I don't know. That offset eye thing, I was just like, I don't know there, Brent. I think you're getting a little cute with stuff right well, that, there. I was when, when Osmo came out there, I was like, because this is something we, we were talked about last year. It was like going with the hot hand versus throw. And I was like, you're, you're bringing out. And obviously, as it was clear, he was a decoy. Mm-hmm. But I was like, they're going to give this to Nick Osmo, who hasn't taken a snap in this damn game. Like. Yeah. This is the moment you're going to do this. Yeah. And clearly they didn't, but yeah. it didn't work. So that that was one of the two calls where I was like, "What?" When they ran, when they decided to throw it on third and two. Oh yeah! Right before the fake punt. Yeah. And now, so, when after we hear from Bobby, where they were like, "We didn't really know." I thought it was thought it was second was. and two. I wonder if the whole offensive <laughs> staff was confused and I, they decided to throw it because they thought it was second. That makes down. sense. They probably thought it was second down. They probably thought, "Okay, well, we got third and two. Yeah. We're gonna be able to punch this." And I like, wonder oh, if that's shit, what it's happened. Fourth down. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I I couldn't explain it to myself, and now I hear that, and I was like, "I wonder if makes been sense. Know, makes maybe been that's sense. 
know. Yeah. Well, I think uh, plenty of comments about uh, you know Forbes snaps being a little inconsistent. Um, that's the way it goes. I I think we've seen plenty of him. I I think he'll he'll work it out just fine. I'm not too incredibly worried about that. Um, I like the O line play more in the second half of the game, but again, they're downhill by that point. They know they've got Butler on their heels. Uh, it's gonna be a minute before we can really see how this O-line does against, like, equal pure pass rush. So I think that's, that's going to be the thing as we move forward, just making sure that, I mean, we're gonna we're probably going to see them grade out Utah Tech. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what to expect from Ferris State. I know they'll probably be the toughest conference opponent we'll face, but I, I, just, I don't know how that matchup will look at this point. So just what that looks like once we get into – Davis, Idaho, etc. Uh, how this O line does, but hopefully they can just kind of keep building. It was, it was, there was inconsistencies, but I think people were also maybe overreacting a little to some of their play. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's and that's frustrating from like a fan's perspective that we don't totally get to see answers. But also, that's probably a good thing for this team that they get three yeah. games that are against tougher. It's, I mean, they're not good. They're not like. By and large, really, really good teams, but they're competitive teams. Yeah, we're not playing a ranked face. team. Yeah. No, it's a good. And, I mean, it, as far as like lining up for a good slate for a team that has some question marks at major positions with coordinator changes, like yeah, I mean, yeah, they could still do all the things you would want a football team to do in the season. They're just going to have to play hard in conference. Yeah, like this is like the big kind of picture discussion, right? So this Montana team needs an easy er. <laughs> Up ramp to conference play because they're working in so much new stuff, and a lot of people are really pissed about this out of conference. We want, you know, with the invites still out there, we got to get them on here. But people wanted to have Kent Haslam, like we wanted to talk to him, and be like, "Why are we playing Ferris State?" And you know, like, and I think if you look at it, probably from maybe a what well, still is that still a valid question? But if you look at it, probably from like the coach's perspective, they probably really like this out of conference schedule because. You're ramping up. You get a road game into it. Um, it's good for a team like this that just needs to kind of bring a lot of these against guys. somebody that you're not practicing against. Yeah, um, I agree with all that except the Ferris State one. Like I just, I, I you know, I'm in the that. cutthroatness of seedings and rankings and how important home games are to this team in the playoffs, to the program in the playoffs. Like yeah. I just. Oh, for sure. You're giving nothing. away. A, you're giving away. A, yeah. Even if you win, it means nothing. I mean, but yeah. if you lose. It, it hurts. really hurts you. Yeah. I mean, seriously, yeah. Give me a McNeese or a Stephen F. Austin or even a, even but, one of these Tarleton or uh, yeah, Texas A&M Commerce or anybody. Easier like for us to say sit here and say than it is to actually go do it because I know, and they've done articles about this over the years where it's they try. It's tough. Like it's yeah, tough to tough get people to come here. And then it's like, tough out west. You know, yeah. the, some of the contracts they have to sign for the return games and. Yeah. yeah, that was Bobby told us uh, today. The Utah Tech was a three and one, so yeah. the con- it's a four game contract with three in Missoula and one there. Yeah. So yeah. And the reality is, they probably like Ferris State is because they probably could not get another yeah. team to do a big contract like that, and they yeah. just had to find a puzzle piece. And Ferris State, there is no return game; it is just a one off. You there know, you what about just? Oh no, never mind. I was going to say Eastern, but Eastern needs to go play those big teams because they need that money. Yeah, um, I. We can pay like you were saying the ramp up, the the ramp up is nice, but it, you do want to see them get tested hard before. Yeah. Like they do need like a few games, I think, against teams that are of lesser 
talent level and ability mm-hmm. to sort of get some things in line. Um, but they de- they need to test like at some point too, because like, I don't like the idea of going, sh- UC Davis might be okay, but I don't like the idea of going right at Idaho as like the first like real team I yeah. think on our schedule. That after like not really playing anybody, that's so you super don't think tough. Davis is a tough game. I don't know. I don't know what Davis is yet. I don't know what Davis is yet. I've seen Davis. I've seen Davis do like weird things, you know, where they're supposed to be good and fall on their face before. So (laughs) I don't know. What do you got, James? At the end of the day, versus Fair State, you're still playing the best team in D two for the last two years straight. That's right. Yeah. So it's upset central. I mean, like, there's Uh no win. It's a lose lose. Yeah. For the Grizz in that game, and there's no lose for Fair State. Right. But. That's gonna be an interesting one, but well, we got a couple weeks what to did, talk what, about that. We talked a lot about offense, yeah, defensively. So, we had a question for this, so we'll get this one out of the way. I think, for the most part, our defense. Well, there's some things that surprise me. I, I think, I'm. It kind of was what I expected. I, I, we had a lot of new guys. We've talked plenty about the concerns with this defensive line, although. They didn't rust for that much, like 49 like 40 yards. yards. Yeah. 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 So, um, a team that was a good running team. Yeah. They caught the most amount. I've never seen oh, someone indeed. make so many improbable catches. It was catches. like, it was like, so Rainey tweeted it out at some point, but it was like, I, I was going to text you guys and say that. Oh my God. Like, I mean, there were three because there was one where, like, the tight end just stuck an arm up and, like, pulled one down. There were two great wide receiver catches where you're just like, my word. And all, I think all three were a third down drive extending. Yeah. It reminded me of this time, uh, <laughs> like years ago, I was playing against my, like, he was like my eight-year-old cousin in Madden on Thanksgiving. <laughs> and his receivers just kept like pulling down the craziest passes. <laughs> and I was like, what is going on here? And it was the first year, I think, they introduced where each player could be on different ratings. And oh. he... When I went to the bathroom, he changed his ratings to rookie, and mine were still on all pro, so he could just fire the ball up and his receivers could come down with everything. And it seemed like the Grizz were playing on like all pro, and they were playing on rookie, oh and like so the receivers could just come down with these wild passes. I mean, credit to them, incredible catches. I, yeah. But it's like kind of those ones, like you see these plays, right? Where you like it was a great play. I, you can't be like the defense wasn't some of them they were, but the defense wasn't out of position. Mm. I mean, the guy was there to make a play on it. Just the receiver beat him on the ball. Right. I don't know. That's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and that's a good quarterback. Shit. Like, he put those up in catchable positions, you know? That guy, might, that guy might be one of the – he'll be in the top half of quarterbacks that we fa- will face this year. If that guy was in the – I would love to see that guy on a scholarship team. Like I, he, I think he would be a really fun QB to watch. Do you think the day before he woke up and he was like, I'm going to be right-handed today? Ah, I can't believe it took He's us 50 like, minutes on, to get to this. I'm on film as a lefty, but Give I'm going to be a righty Because today. Bobby brought this up post-game, and I don't think that there are people that know what it is that we're I'll talking you, about I'll here. I'll let you guys give the background. But, but go ahead. I'll do it. Yeah, go I, ahead. No, I have no shame. Go ahead. So somebody texted me, and I, you know, I don't watch all the stuff during the week, but somebody texted me and was like, man, Bobby really was going off on uh, somebody asking a legitimate question about, like, Playing left-handed QBs. Well, it turns out it was Coulter, you know, friend of the pod. And uh, about midway through the first quarter, Sample texts our thread and said, why is this left-handed QB throwing with his right hand? (laughs) Ultimate deception. (laughs) 
It's like, because uh, he's not actually left-handed. What a Colton. gamer. What a and, gamer. And like, Colton, what? like, he asked it and got people so confused that apparently Fritz Neighbor wrote about him being left-handed <laughs> or something like that up in the paper in Kalispell. Oh, my God. Yeah. So Bobby goes into the post-game press conference and was, like, looking for him. And Colter yeah. had left at halftime to go cover the cat game. <laughs> was like, where is this guy? <laughs> left-handed. It yeah, came up in QB confused. Club, too. Yeah. A friend of mine texted me. He was like, I don't know if it's the screwdrivers I drank before the game, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure this quarterback's throwing right-handed. Right hand. <laughs> it's this guy. It's like a Ted Lasso episode, right? When he's throwing darts. Yeah. All of a sudden, yeah. he changes. No. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot I was left-handed. <laughs> ah, Coulter. It, well, we all make mistakes. The two things that stuck out on me for defense was that uh, two of our linemen are just absolute beasts. Kill Edwards and Alec Gummer. Yeah. We are so lucky to have those guys right now, especially when we don't have the depth that we thought right. we were going to have. Man, those guys are wrecking balls. Um, I tried to pull that. Butler doesn't have their stats the way Montana keeps theirs. So Butler's quarterbacks as a whole were sacked seven times last year total. Yeah. Oh. And I think this Bushka kid was like sacked twice. Gub got him once. I can see that. I mean, he's a shifty guy. Yeah, you know, yeah. he gets the ball out quick, makes quick decisions. Yeah. Like, and so Edwards might be the only time this dude like, gets sacked this season. When he is like, he's so good at getting off a block oh, and man. then getting to the ball carrier. Yeah, like, man, I watched him. I watched the replay, and I, I don't know how many times I rewound it, and I was just like, oh my god, <laughs> like how if you were an offensive coordinator and you had to watch film on that guy, what do you game? What do you do to game plan against him? I don't know. That guy is, I mean, he's got the frame. Yeah. Yeah. Extreme athleticism. Like, that guy is so impressive to me. Yeah, I think, I mean, we're thin on defense, but we've got a couple guys that are extreme uh, defensive line. Two guys that are extremely talented in those two. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, and sometimes you can get lucky. Like, guys don't. Yeah. Those guys don't get dinged up. I mean, maybe it'll work out. Yeah. And it does. I think it's a good point, and it begs the question. It'll be interesting to see how the D-line does this week. This is a little bit more pass-heavy team. Yes. Mm-hmm. Probably been sacked more on a regular basis. Yes. So, yep. you know, how yeah. do they do? Big time. Because yeah. a lot of those times that Butler moved the ball, it was when our second second defensive line was in. Going back and watching it, I was like, "Well, you notice oh, that yeah. they crossed the 50, and suddenly the first team D-line yeah. had come in, and yeah. they're kicking a field goal. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but getting those guys reps and it's great. like, you know, not everybody gets better as the season goes on, but you know, plenty of people do too. We'll I thought that one Ramos, the backup to Governor, for only a sophomore, I thought he was pretty impressive at times. Played pretty well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, or maybe he's a freshman. I think he's a sophomore, Richard sophomore. I think. Okay, I could be wrong. I don't have it in front of me. Uh, there's the things that a couple of us practice uh, fall camp practice watchers expected and saw uh, Ryan Terrell. 44, starting over Levi Jankaro, number 37. Um, Ryder Meyer, number 13, rotating and then playing more than number five Garrett Graves, I think, in the same position. Um, we kind of, this was, we saw that, I saw this through um, fall camp. Um, I don't know if the trail thing will stick. We'll have to see. I mean, Montana's lucky to have a lot of great linebackers. Mm-hmm. But um, there were some errors out there in the field as well, too. But I think we had a very nice introduction to Ryder Meyer. And I think we're going to see a lot more of that kid, too. I don't mean to knock Garrett Graves. I just think we're in a great spot with safety. Um, 
a better spot than maybe some people thought. I like it better than I liked it last year. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> a rider did the Money Man celebration when he had the two-point conversion. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah. So he's Money Man Meyer. So now he gets that was a, awesome. So now when Meyer gets a pick. He you, better I do mean, like shit. I know we've already kind of talked about this, but it was fun to see him step up and make that special teams play. Yeah, it was fun to see the fake punt. Meyer led the team in tackles. Um, he did, I think. Twelve. Wow. Yeah. Let me switch. Oh my god. Guess that position is twelve. You know, it's predisposed to be leading tackler. He almost Put got number beat. seventeen on him. He almost got B for a touchdown. Though, too. Yeah, uh, twenty-five. Right, Lee had a. You just have to focus on the negative, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Somebody has to. Um, I mean, Nash Fouch had one of the hardest hits I've ever top seen. five hardest hits I've ever seen in that stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I, that was like right when I got in from halftime. The tough thing for I me, I missed the entire third quarter. Oh my god, I missed half of it. Uh, the tough thing for me was that that was happened right at where my seats were. And so the line of scrimmage was kind of blocking, so I couldn't see Fouch like coming. Obviously, the ball carrier <laughs> didn't seem to either. Um, but I just see him like his snapping back and Fouch, and and so the reaction, the ability to anticipate or see that coming was not as good from my perspective. So at the very moment, and then they didn't put it on the replay. They yeah. didn't show it once. <laughs> I so I didn't really see it until I mean I knew you knew it was big by the reaction, but I didn't realize. That it was as big as a hit as I thought it was in the moment. I I reacted like I saw it and I was like, oh my god! Yeah. And my brother in law was sitting right behind me and he had his hand in his face because that's why we weren't in before the fourth quarter. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, what? What just happened? And I was like, just watch. And then obviously they didn't show it because that guy was down on the field for like three minutes, a couple minutes. Yeah, got up and walked off. He did. Fortunately, he did. I hope he's okay. Yeah. Yeah. That that hit was named the hit of the day by Sports Center. Yeah, I mean, for good reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had family in Wisconsin texting me about it during the game because they like saw it on like Instagram. The like, Sports Center put it on their social media pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. Nash Fouch gave birth to a basketball player that day. <laughs> I will tell you, as a uh, parent of some uh, a child who was like waffling between playing tackle football or not, like, like yep. huh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. I got to say, though, uh, again, one I think I kind of saw coming, but the best defensive surprise for me was Trevin Gradney. Man, that was awesome. The pick was amazing. He almost had another, and he had a great breakup on a third down fade as well, too. That that play you watched, they showed the replay when I was rewatching it. Man, the way he played that receiver, too. Yeah. He looks back early and stays like looking back while playing – the receiver. Like, yeah. That was the textbook coverage. Oh, my God. Um, I'll give a shout-out to Kelly, who caught me at halftime and tells me he thinks Trevin, if he keeps playing this way, will be wearing number 37 next year. Bold. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Bold. Move it to a corner. I don't know if we've had a corner that's worn 37. Not that I can I don't think so. It's one game. We'll just have to see. But yeah. Gradney – I saw this from him in fall camp his confidence is through the roof and his play uh saturday was great i hope it continues and you know bobby at qb club he's said he's one of those guys that he's just gotten better yeah like all those years of taking reps in practice and he's learned how to cover 
Like that story they told to plays on the ball. They would just throw at him. Yeah, when Every he was quarterback younger, would just throw at him because he couldn't. <laughs> yeah. the, the RQBs would pick on him in practice, and he, you know, yep. is showing great improvement, which is awesome because that's, you know, it's kind of what you want to see in a program. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he said it, and I believe it. That's, that's as nice of an interception as you will ever see. Yeah. Like, it's an incredible catch. Yeah. Yeah. For him to just go over the top of that guy. Yeah, oh, that was incredible. In the air and then yeah. pull it down. And, I mean, it was clean catch the whole way, too. It wasn't even, like, in question or anything. Yeah. Um, Gradney played well. Uh, I thought Jackson at times did. It, at times, but yeah. other I, times. He's probably inconsistent. He's a couple deep shots yeah. over top. And that's I was going to say, like, one of the things where I think I was more, going into this game, I was more worried about safety depth and I'm less worried about it now. Although it's still there was inconsistencies, I feel more worried about cornerback depth than I initially did in the past game. But again, like we said thirty minutes ago, they caught some amazing, yeah, they <laughs> some did. amazing catches. So it might be an overreaction. But I mean, they passed for two sixty on us. So yeah, and there were a couple plays where we had young guys just out of position. Um, was that a fourth down where they had like a tight end just get loose and? Oh yeah, that's all in the linebackers. Like yeah, those linebackers linebacker got they got sucked up. Even though so that linebacker stayed fake. in like f- fake blocked yeah. for a minute, and then both yeah. those linebackers bit even though there wasn't a play action. Yep. And then he just got yeah. out behind him. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, so as we move forward, it's just I I got a feeling the next next week and probably Fair State too. I think we're still going to see this super healthy rotation of a whole bunch of guys, even in moments where we know um, a different player is probably going to be able to execute better at the position. Um, we're going to see a lot of reps, meaningful reps for younger guys. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to lead to some things like we saw on Saturday, a couple deep shots that last year, the year before where we had the same ish veteran group in a lot of these positions wouldn't give that up. We're going to see those mistakes. Yeah. But but the goal is you try to work them out because they're going to get better once they experience it and recognize it and see it and go through it. And that secondary is really going to get tested next oh, yeah. week. Oh, yeah. Based on what we heard today about them. Like, I didn't know anything about them. Yeah. I didn't really watch any of the Cats game against them. I kind of did. I slept through a lot of it. They, uh, <laughs> they're going to throw the ball a lot. <laughs> that they are. Yes, they are. Um. My only other thing from the, the game on Saturday was this Glasgow kid could kick the hell out of a football. Yeah, special teams are special again. Some I of think. his some of his kickoffs were, eh, you know, he had a couple. His first one was like a low first liner. Yeah. I think he had one that kind of skipped, but I don't know. Um, but, damn, that 49-yard field goal, I mean, it was bending a bit. But he that, that hit the middle section of the north end zone. He blasted that thing. Yeah. So, I like where we're at with kicker. No, it's and he's young. He's freshman, retro freshman. Not that we're not a breeding ground for people to go transfer other yeah, places. He'll be flying fighter jets next year, like all our other kickers, or playing for Nebraska, right? Um, yeah, I think we've hit everything on my list of things to talk about. But I just want to reiterate how excited I am to have Junior Bergen on this team. <laughs> And that it does appear that the idea is going to be to get the ball to Junior Bergen in space. Mm-hmm. Right. As it should be. Yep. They went away from it a little bit, and then they went back to it. Because yep. right after that touchdown, they went right back to him on a screen. Right. Yeah, that's right. 
And that's a, that. I mean, that's another way to get him the ball in space. And like, yep. man, we've just begged for that for years. So he's credited with, uh, I mean, if you count the pass, like, what, five touches in the game, so to say? How many did he have, like, total last year? I mean, didn't he only have, like, 25 catches last year? I'm trying to pull it up, but uh, gogrizz.com is acting a little funky on me. I think, I think he only had, uh, I think he only had 25 catches last year. You could be right. I don't know. Let's see. I'm pulling up 2022. Come stats. on, Gogrizz. Anyways, it, I mean, he's on track. After one game. So we are way ahead of ourselves. But he's on track to do bigger, better, greater things. You know what I'm a little sad about? Is if that is what they did for him, what would they have been doing for Cole Grossman? <sighs> yeah. Just think about that. I know that makes us all a little sad. <sighs> God but like, damn. What, what, Bumming us out. What would we have seen with him in the game? I don't know. Yeah. It's fair. But. No, I don't have a but. It's sad. That's fair. <laughs> he had 17 catches last year. So, so he has four already, plus a pass. And, yeah. and Didn't he had, Idaho coach, tight end have like 15 catches against us? How did he only have 17 catches? Like He missed some games. He was hurt. He did. Oh. Yeah. Still. Still. <laughs> Still. <sighs> What's the damn near criminal? Okay. I mean, I bet... I mean, I bet he's over 10 for the season next week. I mean, ah, all right, whatever. All right. He, hold on. Let's, let's just say this. He almost took a he kick only had He only had 31 touches on offense last year. Damn. He had 14 runs and 17 catches. Yeah, so he's at technically stat book five. He had one, two wiped out by penalty. Mm-hmm. So he would have had seven. Oh, yeah. He's going to eclipse that by game six. I hope so. By game four or five, maybe. I hope so. He better. Well, you know. Yeah. Knock on wood. All right. Uh, anything else from game day, Mike? I don't think so. It was fun to be back. We've touched it all. We've aired our grievances. We had our festivists. We had fun. <laughs> Butler fans were great. Yeah, they really were. It was cool to see how they many fans well. they brought. They yep. traveled yeah. really well. Yeah. I think Butler's going to be finished way better than fifth in the Pioneer. If, I mean, that, they, if that QB and those receivers, they keep doing that, they're going to win some games. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying that to, like, say, oh, we played a team that was a pure of ours, but I think they're a better team than maybe the initial polls thought they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. Be interesting to watch them. All, All right. right. Um, what else happened in the Big Sky this week? Oh, let's, uh, let's pull the old scoreboard up here. I mean, I really thought that Portland State might pull it out, but late in the game. <laughs> I thought they had a chance. They just couldn't come up with that 90-point play to win. <laughs> so, <laughs> shit. So, uh, we had our... Barney. Barney Barney didn't have a 90-point play. So, we had our Thursday slate, and we had a handful of games that went as expected. UC Davis smoked Texas A&M Commerce. Abilene Christian, who I don't think won a game last year, smoked Northern Colorado, who looks awful, awful. Um... Idaho was up 28-0 on Lamar and just went cruise control, beat him 42-17. Um, Sac State won 38-24 against Nichols, who I think won a couple of games last year. It was a little hot and cold for Sac. I mm-hmm. watched a lot of that game. Um, they did a few good things. They they looks like they're kind of doing the 2QB system, but they've got one guy they like a lot more, it appears. 
But uh, Nichols was a little pesky. Wouldn't go away. Uh, they were able to move the ball a bit, uh, put up a, put up some yards on him. Um, kind of leaves me kind of a little wondering if sacks like we had thought peeling back a bit, but we'll just have to see. And then uh, Weber State, Weber State beats uh, Central Washington thirty five ten. It was a struggle, though. Yeah, it was fourteen ten at the half, and it would have been fourteen fourteen, but Central Washington had a. Uh, had a touchdown call back and then had to kick a field goal. Uh, Weber scores 21 in the third and shuts out Central Washington. So, you know, the D2 school kind of ran out of gas. But um, it was a rougher go for Weber. I think they kind of had a uh, week one like we did. Um, yeah, Oregon 81-7 over Portland State. So, Oregon covered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> North Dakota State, 35-10 over Eastern Washington. I didn't watch any of that game. It was played at the Vikings Stadium. Oh, that's Did anyone cool. see pictures from it? It looked like it was not the most well-attended, but I don't know. I could be wrong. I mean, I get what they're trying to do, expand their footprint. They recruit a lot from Minnesota. Yeah. But that stadium holds, what, like 70,000? Yeah. Even if yeah. they get 20,000 there? like yeah. 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 They don't even sell their stadium anymore, North Dakota State. Oh. That's probably how UNLV feels every home game playing in the uh, Raiders Stadium, uh, yeah. which is where they play now. Isn't Does it? Las Vegas even know that UNLV football exists? Uh, <laughs> San Diego State used to play in the San Diego Chargers Stadium. Yeah. Like, That's right. Qualcomm. Yeah. Uh, Cal Poly beat uh, San Diego 27-10. That Heward kid threw for 300 yards, but a lot of people told me he didn't look good, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I heard I that a little it. bit too, but I, I mean, there. he's one that I – Wanted to be here, so it'll be okay. interesting to see how they watch. That's also the Paul Wolf era. Yes. Because, um, uh, you know, what's-his-name's gone. Um, yes, that guy. Blanking it out now. Baldwin. Bo Baldwin. Bo, yeah. yes. Wait, where did he go? Did I miss that? Did he go to Arizona State? I can't remember yes. where he, he did. Yeah. Right. Arizona, Arizona, State. Yeah. Arizona State, yeah. yeah. That's right. But, uh, so Paul Wolf was on the staff last year, and obviously yeah. has had some success as a college coach at this level. It'll be interesting to see what he does. He's going. Uh, Arizona beat NAU, but they were only up 14-3 to at the half. Um, don't know if you need to think much about that. They did win 38-3. to uh, Daniel Britt did not play for yeah. the box score. But they have three quarterbacks that say they did play for Northern Arizona. Really? Well, one might not be a quarterback because he was one of one for negative four yards. <laughs> I just think that that is showing us so the track. coach's evaluation was probably correct, but also just how desperate we were for any spark at QB last year's fans. <laughs> just True. any spark on offense. Yeah. yeah, especially after being at that Weber game. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Montana State absolutely smoked our upcoming opponent, Utah Tech, 63-20. to And Utah Tech, of their 20 points, 10 of it came in the fourth quarter when the game was all but over. And like I said earlier, uh, MSU had a total – they had over 400 rushing and a total of like 640 yards in the game. And it looks like they also have a freshman running back to be excited about. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. I'm so happy for them. <sighs> oh my gosh. I think it's kind of neat that both <laughs> programs have a little freshman running back. Yeah, it's neat. I'm really – like I'm just going to go on a little soapbox here. And you know, people aren't going to like this, but like – the, the recent history of the Cats and the Grizz in the Big Sky Conference is the Cats are on a good run, and they have had better outcomes in the Big Sky Conference the last few seasons, right? Sure. Went to the National Championship two years ago, went to the semifinals last year, yes. et cetera, et cetera. It amazes me still 
how many cat fans, including ones that we know who do podcasts that we interact with, and how many Big Sky Conference fans in general, like the only way to judge success for the cats is to compare it to whatever the Grizz did that yeah, week. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, dude, you guys have veteran returning lines and two of the the, the best one two QB punch in the league, let's just say. You know, yeah, I know the offense sure. is different. Like, you should dominate. Like, you should be picked to be in the top two. Like, yeah. Yeah. That is not where we are. I would like the Grizz to get there. Hopefully we can. You know, I still think we got a chance at home to beat them. But, like, judge your worth on your own shit. <laughs> <laughs> a handful, not po- not cat podcasters, but a handful of cat accounts that I keep an eye on. After that game, we're tweeting about us. Yeah. we we, we the, the Grizz fan pod Twitter account may have, you know, Interacted with a few of them. Hashtag basement bill. Yeah. A, a cat friend of mine texted me on Sunday morning, 20 bucks says the Grizz don't beat Utah State by as much as the Cats did. Great. And I was like, yes. this is real. It's not really? going to happen. I mean, I mean think just the like, Cats excited who, about your who line up really win. well to run for 400 yards. I mean, yeah. like, yeah. I who bet have we'll... a returning starting quarterback and <laughs> yeah. uh, returning offensive line and, uh, you know. It was Tommy yeah. and Sean and we might be able to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and what does it matter? What does it matter? <laughs> right. That, I'm pretty I, sure that both teams are 1-0, and that's... Uh, I mean, we're going to move into this, but, you know, Chris play Utah Tech next. I don't know many of us, especially coming off this weekend's game, expect a 63-point and a 43-point win for Montana, and that's immediately going to... It's going gonna, it's gonna to be the thing. It's what we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, only other game that occurred uh, was one I actually... Watched a portion of because I slept through a good portion of the cat game because um, it had been a long day. And Idaho State lost to San Diego State 36-28. Um, neither team played good football. There was, like, San Diego State, I think, lost four turnovers. Idaho State lost three. It was a weird game. Um, but Idaho State, who was decimated had their coach quit on the team and kick like all the kids off and cut scholarships and just act like a complete dick last year uh then bail to arizona state they're this team that's just like had to rebuild themselves and lost their studs uh that gullery kid uh and all these other guys they were within a score of san diego state end of the game it surprised um, me you know i'm just gonna go out on a limb right now and make a proclamation idaho state has the best fan twitter account in the Big Sky Conference. Oh, the Jungle of ISU. They're, the Jungle of ISU, it's their student section. But that's just salty, and they have fun with people. They're great. And they get under people's skin. But they, San Diego State did like a towel giveaway. The first 10,000 fans that showed up got beach towels. And Idaho State, this, the Jungle was all in on it. And it was just like, that is really cool, but what are they going to do with the other 5,000 towels? <laughs> <laughs> And it got all these San Diego State fans <laughs> tweeting at him. And he's like, you're tweeting at an account of a team that won and whatever in the FCS last year. And then they play them close. And it's like, oh, my God. The other, the, the comical thing from this game, and I don't, I, you might not have seen me sharing it, and I don't know if you guys saw me retweeting this, but there's like a couple of these great, um, I'm going to always call it Twitter accounts. There's one called No Context College Football. And they pointed out that the official Idaho State football account was showing replay videos from the game from a pirated Reddit thread. 
I saw that. They weren't using the actual feed, and there was a bunch where the cursor was in the middle of the screen. <laughs> and, like, the sickos committee and all these other guys were jumping on it. And people were like, what the hell? This is, like, the official school account. But honestly, Idaho State within a score of San Diego State? Guess what uh, Idaho State's pass to run comparison was? Oh, how many passes to how many? Runs? They threw a ton of passes. In I bet it's best. like three to one or four to one. Three, yes, easily three to one. Four to one. Sixty-three <laughs> attempts passing, fifteen attempts running. Yeah. Whoa! They didn't even try to run. Uh-uh. I think some of the runs were the QB too. Who's their leading rusher? Was it QB? A, uh, a guy named Hunter Hayes, who is a quarterback. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So ten of their runs were from ten of their fifteen runs were from, <laughs> from the QB. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, they're having fun there, and their Twitter accounts having fun. Um, the San Diego State uh, student section Twitter was uh, not as jovial, even though they won the game because <laughs> I think they're a little embarrassed. So. Yeah. I wonder if that Pac-12 invitation is still waiting for San Diego State. Oh, Too soon? God. Oh, probably <laughs> not. Rescinded. That was the week in the big sky. All right. What does next week look like? Let me pull it up. We kind of clipped through these with James, right? So we've got a handful that, in theory, I think we're going to know what happens. Cal Poly goes to San Jose State, even though San Jose is 0-2. Uh, they've played USC. Kyle, what's your take on San Jose? Bad. <laughs> bad. Yeah. So could just quarterback, a chance? bad team. They got crushed by Oregon State uh, oh, yesterday. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a tough first two games, SC and then Oregon State. Oh, yeah. And you when you play Oregon State, you get beaten up. Yeah. They're very physical. Oh, uh, what's the QB? Uh, ukulele or whatever? And Ugal- DJ Ugalele, Ugalele, I think. Yeah. And then they got a running back, DJ Martinez, who's like 6'2", 230. He's a giant. <sighs> Fun. Yeah. So, uh, Portland State goes to Wyoming. We talked about this. Did you guys watch the Wyoming Utah Tech game? No, but you were tweeting about it, or you were texting, texting about it. A texting bit. Brad, yeah, amazing game. I don't. I, it might have been the most exciting finished game because it went to double overtime. I don't know if there were any other like, especially marquee. Because I really like college overtime. I know some people don't. I really like it. I enjoy it. They still do it from the twenty-five, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then and after then the three s- overtimes, no, two point conversions. In the second overtime, you got to go for two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a little early, I think, but whatever. This one made for fun because uh, Wyoming was like playing. And shout out to Brad, who he's probably listening at this point still. They're they're playing like their third or fourth string running back. They had like two that were like out, and one got hurt. And uh, Texas Tech scores like 17 points like immediately and then goes ice cold and Wyoming gets this lead and their fans are having a blast. Texas Tech ties it up right at the end of the regulation. And then over time, Wyoming scores, Texas Tech scores, and Texas Tech scores, but they don't get the two-point conversion to double overtime. And this touchdown, I mean, it, it was kind of making all the reels, so I know a ton of people saw it, but it was like fourth and four, goal to go or something, and Texas Tech sends the house and this guy's got a free shot on the QB, and the QB just chucks one right in the middle of the field. Tight end catches it, touchdown. Next play is just a, a run play. Guy goes in, and crowd goes wild. They win on the two-point conversion. It was nuts. And they start on the field, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I just looked this up just because I've heard you know, maybe that would be fun to be there. Laramie has 30,000 about residents. There's 27 bars. Think Laramie would have been fun to be there last that night. That's <laughs> my <laughs> so tweet. It's a bad night to be a beer in Laramie. <laughs> I wonder if Laramie, would Laramie be a fun town? I don't know anything about it. 
I know a few people that went there yeah. and had fun. Everybody who I know who went to Wyoming said it was a fun place to go to school. So. I bet it was wild that yeah. night. Beating Texas Tech in a two-overtime game. Hitting one of the 27 bars, and huh? A night game, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Spill out in the town. Uh, NAU goes to North Dakota. I'm trying to see who North Dakota beat last week. They're 1-0. The Fighting Hawks. They beat Drake. Okay. So, I don't know what to think about them, but, yeah. Um, Incarnate Word, Northern Colorado. I got a feeling Northern Colorado's probably going to lose again. You and I, Weber State, that's going to be kind of an interesting one because you and I lost in a play-up like they usually do. Mm-hmm. Weber's 1-0, but Weber, I don't know, hitting the road. I think we're going to see a little bit more of what Weber State is. I bet you and I wins that game. Just being that it's there. Just being that it's home, and that just seems to be you and I's MO. Like, mm-hmm. lose the play-up game, come in. But I think Weber's just the team that we, it's going to take us a few games to figure out who they are. Yeah. Because that's a... That's a different identity now. Yeah, agreed. Um, Idaho goes to Nevada. I think Idaho's going to win that game. I think they're going to win that damn game, too. I don't, but I could definitely see them winning the game. I'll be really annoyed because... Oh, their fans are going to be obnoxious. Oh, yeah. yeah. You guys have to deal with them. Nevada's <laughs> 0-1. They lost to SC. They got smoked, smoked. by SC. It was never competitive. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I know who pulls that out. They're two and zero, and they're they're gonna be full of themselves. Yeah, and they they have who do they have after that at Cal? Okay, I don't know. Might be able to win that game too. Yeah, uh, Idaho State goes to Utah State. I, I mean, it's just gonna be a little interesting. So I'm gonna bet you Idaho State's got a little bit of confidence in them. Uh, Utah State was only able to score 14 points on the mighty Iowa Hawkeyes. So um, how much did Iowa score? 24. That's huge. That's big for them. That's so many points for them. I saw a tweet that said Iowa scored on their opening possession, and it's like the first time they've done that since 2016 or something. <laughs> wow. Uh, Davis and Oregon State. Davis looked good, but Oregon State's Oregon State, right? That's yeah. probably going to be tough. Eastern Washington, Fresno. Fresno's 1-0. I don't know who they played. I don't know. I don't know. It's loading. Purdue. They beat Purdue by four. Oh, yeah. That's what James said. It's probably gonna be a tough one for Eastern. AM Commerce is gonna get smoked by Sac State because they look like crap against Davis. Um I don't think that's gonna be a good night for them. So then obviously the other one, uh the other two that we got going on, uh Montana State goes South Dakota State. South Dakota State is one and oh. They played Western Oregon and they won forty five to seven. Really? That's it? I know, right? They, they're probably freaking isn't out like Western, we are. Isn't huh? Western Oregon an AI <laughs> team? Yeah, they are. It was 42 to nothing at halftime. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so okay. Never I, mind. I think they Take just, it back. I think they just uh, called it a day. <laughs> um, this is good enough. I don't know, guys. I, I, think the, I think a healthy cat's like with both Tommy and Sean Chambers. I saw some tweets. They've already got like two receivers that are hurt and another one dealing with eligibility issues. Granted, they don't pass the ball that much, but they got a little bit, they got a little dinged up in this last game. I have a feeling they're going to win that game. I don't. I, I yeah. still think South Dakota State is the team to beat. And it's going to answer, I mean, how, I don't know how many times I heard over the winter. Yeah. If it wasn't on that field in those conditions, oh, and we had Sean Chambers, yeah. we would have, it would have. 
Well, here's your chance. Here's yep. Um, the weather says it's going to be 91 degrees at kickoff there. Well, so I don't know like what 111 ni- degrees warmer than it was last time they played. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what 91 degrees in in uh, South Dakota feels like. If it's a, probably a dry, it's probably dry. Route too, Isn't right? that hilarious? So, like, the last game was absolutely frigid. frigid. And this game is going to be. We thought, you know, we thought Montana Parlay. We were like wanting to do a wellness check on that guy because he was there. We thought he died at the game. <laughs> they had, like those those trailers that were like heating houses. Yeah, where right. To go into. <laughs> Oh, man. I, I, th- I, I think the Cats are going to win that game. I think it's going to be competitive, but I think South Dakota State's going to win. I think South Dakota State's going to win. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting. No, I do know. I think the Cats are going to win. Right. I, I got to say, I don't know, because I know. Have you picked Montana teams to go 14-0, and just in the picks that you've had to make this year? You picked the Grizz to go undefeated, didn't you? No, 10-1. 10-1. God, at, at halftime, I was like, oh, my God. I think I texted people as like I might be. I feel like this ten and one was really optimistic at the moment. <laughs> they come to Brent for the rose colored glasses. They come to Mike for the reality. Yeah, see, I think Mike in the second half was like Brent. I'm remembering all these texts of yours. Yeah, well, it's because he was, you know, trashing our desire to just let the sophomore develop a little bit because he's in love with senior QBs. Cliff the cat. Cliff. That's what I'm calling him. <laughs> oh, man. Then, uh, you know, the other game, Grizz go to Utah Tech. The Trailblazers. Tell us what we found out they're a run-and-shoot team. Run-and-shoot. They, yeah. they play a very similar defense to Montana. Yeah, I, I did not know that when we saw some film at QB yeah. Club. That surprised me. The three-man front, yeah. um, they look more like a 3-4-3-4, like a four, three, four, but we saw some pretty limited stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm. But. So obviously we know Utah Tech is zero and one. They'll go man um, free. So we'll. I mean, that means Junior Bergen's gonna have a lot of one on ones. Yeah, Fonts. And so is Aaron Fonts. So one thing so we didn't mention from the game: Fonts looks awesome. Oh my god! Sorry, just he's pressing it back. Like Fonts looks. That's like a great, so much fun. That's a great catch. Fonts is like you see these guys like make that leap, where it's like, yeah, he's good, but like, is he putting it together? He's he's put it together. Mm-hmm. I hope I hope he gets the ball. Yeah, a whole uh, bunch. Yeah, I want to go hot take. I just want to be a hot take guy with Aaron Fonts this season. <laughs> I just want I, he's going to have seventy thousand catches, yards. thousand yards, yeah, twenty touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's gonna, he's going to break the season season the season record for touchdowns. I, yeah, I just it feels like they're going to they better. He's going to be the guy we're going to be talking about a bunch. Like he needs the ball more. Mm-hmm. And so I hope. I, I feel like Pease will recognize that. I think I, so. I mean they tried to get it to him a few times this game. Like yep. I, yeah, you know and. I know we we keep going back, but that deep ball that Vidlek threw to Kilo oh, White. White. No, not White. It um, was White. Was it White? The one I really? tripped his feet up yeah. with the I corner. That was Rocco. Whatever. So you know, uh, Rocco Baldelli. Rocco Baldelli, <laughs> but that's not who it is. <laughs> Sawyer Racanelli. Sawyer Sawyer Racanelli. <laughs> it's taken me a while to learn these guys' names this year. Well, you're saying Vidlak's name right at least. I, but the last last time I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Call him Tom Vilsack. Um, <laughs> he was a cabinet member in the nineties. Kyle, I don't know what your problem is. Uh, yeah, you pay attention. The current current event. Department of the Interior yeah. Secretary yeah. Iowa. Yeah. Um, but uh, um, so anyway, to Keelan White, like if that ball was as pretty as a deep ball as we've seen a QB throw oh. in a long time, and 
that is what excites me about Boy. giving Vidlak some time to, to grow as a QB. Big time. Because that is an arm that, that we can do big things with with some of these guys. Was that on a third down? No, I think it was a second, second down. Okay, well, I love taking that shot there. Yep, it's a great I'd shot. I love it. Oh, shit, we didn't even talk about it. Taking a shot. End of the game. How many, <laughs> shots, how many shots we took? Oh, oh. God. That's right. How did we miss this? We, how did we miss that? I love that. I love that so much that they threw to the end zone on the second to last play of the game. If you did not like the Grizzlies taking an end zone shot after a cheap shot personal foul, uh, cancel your season tickets and give them to somebody else. Yeah, that was awesome. Oh, my God. That was great. And then I'm sitting there in my seats, and game's over. Teams are strutting out to go high five and hug it up. The fastest moving person on the field is the head coach for Butler. And his arms are – he's pumping his arms. He's moving fast. He's looking for Bobby. He was pissed, I bet. Well, he should be pissed at his player who literally yeah. speared a guy who In was sitting down. <laughs> Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, honestly, I know there's only one play left in the game, but that player should have gotten thrown out. Yeah. That was cheap, cheap was stuff. Cheap. Yep. Yeah. And I wish that Simpson would have come down with that ball oh and just gone God. over their sideline and just spiked it so hard that it exploded <laughs> on their sideline. Because that was, that was horse shit. <laughs> I think a thing that could have been pointed out, uh, as is made aware to us, was we probably could have gone for it a few more times. And we we should have. Yeah, he nailed the end after that. I didn't yeah, he did. That, which is the right thing to do in the sportsmanship world. But I mean, like, I have no problem with taking the one shot. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you know what? Man. I love that Bobby said it took him one second <laughs> yeah. to decide that play. <laughs> Doing it. Oh, my God. He That's said, awesome. Coaches get emotional too sometimes. So maybe I shouldn't have. But <laughs> I'm sure he was like immediately throw to the end zone. I was like, oh, yeah. my God. Yes. We're doing it. I bet it was his play call. <laughs> <laughs> Just like four verts, we're going. Yeah. Let's do it. Go. Biggest. Tallest receiver and get him Throw in there. my tall guy. Yeah. And oh my god, that ball! If Clifton, if that ball would have been like an inch or two higher, because it yeah, was, was a little. I mean, it was right up here, and that corner made a good play on the ball, mm-hmm. just a touch higher. Mm-hmm. Simpson mosses that guy. Yeah. Oh my god, that might love that. That might have been. They better have microphones and on we, the field for that handshake if Simpson catches that. Yeah. That was, <laughs> yeah. That. <laughs> I love. I love kind of having that attitude though, and not just like taking it and needling it and just. Talking it in the handshake, it's like no, you guys, yep. you guys really could have injured one of our best players. So. I remember, so I remember from QB Club uh, previous when Bobby was here. Um, even when you're playing twos or you're in a situation where if game's well in hand and the other team scores, um, you answer a score with a score. You you reply, you know that you you take action. You don't just be like, well, okay, yeah, we're gonna let them do a few things. So that's it's it's been his mo for quite a while, but. It was very nice to see. Yeah. Actually, there were, you know, I said it earlier about one, but there were two drives that really are takeaways for me for like being positive on like, hey, yeah, I'm glad to see the offense do it. One was the scoring three times. The other was when, you know, it got to 21 20 and they put McDowell in and basically just ran it down, you know. Steamroll. It's like, I like that because it was like you, that team thought there was a, a little bit of daylight, and the team came back and said, hey, no, 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 we're not going to let this happen. Right. I think it was only like a five-play drive, too. Yeah, McDowell ran for 10, then he ran for 16, then Gilman ran for 24. So it was a three-play three drive yeah. runs, that covered 50 yards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, after a good, after a good, good return, return by yeah. Garrett Graves. Right? Which, actually, yeah. we didn't talk about this, but um, I, I liked how the kick return team looked – 
in as these guys are trying to kick away from Bergen, that we had some guys on there that could do things with the ball. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I like that both of our returners were number five. <laughs> yeah, so he has to switch jerseys. Yeah. Chris has to switch jerseys. <laughs> Nameless 36 jersey. Yeah. The first time I was like, who is that? <laughs> well, I know, and, the, and Peter said Garrett Graves, and I was like, uh-uh. no, because Bergen's in there, so yeah. there's no way it was Garrett. Uh, uh-huh. Right, right. <laughs> All right, so Saturday, Saturday night, Utah Tech. Utah Tech. I thought we had played them. A handful of times before when they were still called Dixie State. We did, didn't we? Well, the record book that both Montana and Utah Tech holds say we've only played them once. No. Two years ago. No, that's not accurate. It's like, and they are still tagged. It's funny because you pulled them on gogrizz.com. Well, maybe it is accurate. Cats have played them a bunch. I mean, a bunch being like four or five times. But um, I... When you pull up, because GoGrizz had added a feature where you can pull up, Opponent like history. there's a drop down bar where you can see every the record against every single team they've ever played, and when you type in Utah Tech, the the like the the, the web address is still forward slash Dixie State, and it just says 2021 31 17 Grizz. That's it. Is that the one that everybody was freaking out that Chris Brown played and like we should have beat him by more? And I, I think so. It looked terrible because that was against Utah State or Dixie State. Not yeah, Utah, State. Utah, Utah Tech. Tech or Dixie State. Yeah, 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 Dixie Tech. Huh? Maybe you're right. I mean, yeah. I I have no evidence to provide to the contrary. Well, it just it's just weird because like they're it. like they're like a Western team, but they've been Division Two uh, up until a couple years ago. So they are, I think, this is their first year of playoff eligibility. Um, not a good start. <laughs> Get uh, rolled by the Cats. Uh, have a tough schedule. They are in the WAC, which is part of this. Uh, associated something or other conference. They're picked to finish um, tied for second to last in the conference. They had a ton of guys graduate or transfer out or leave last year. So um, of their top 10 tacklers, I think five or six have graduated or left. Uh, Their entire running game is new guys, a couple fifth-year transfers. They lost their more, more reliable quarterbacks, so they're mixing in a younger guy as well as a previous guy who started five uh, played four games and actually did pretty well was averaging 300 yards per game passing in the first four games of the season last year got hurt missed the rest of the season so um as we had learned their coordinators have um what is it june jones hawaii background in passing games so um the montana uh pass defense that it's hard to say got beat a bit, but like, I mean, probably gave it more than the we expected. Of, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're going to get tested. This team's going to test them. They got a receiver that's 6'3. They got a receiver that's 6'2. They got a freshman that's a slot guy that's kind of quick and runs all over the place. Um, they're going to really go at our secondary in a way that Butler was unable to do. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a different test. Um, it's going to test our pass rush. Uh, quarterbacks their quarterbacks made a lot of mistakes against the cats um we're gonna need to do the same they threw three picks last week and yeah our secondaries we're gonna have a lot of situations where our corners our two corners and at least two of our safeties are gonna be on an island Mm -hmm. so different test here i'm excited to see the secondary get tested like that because there's gonna be some teams that we have to play that do throw the ball yeah like i mean 
Don't overreact to Idaho State, but they're going to throw the ball. They're going to pass damn ball. Yeah, all the time. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I imagine UC Davis is going to throw the ball a lot. Idaho is terrifying to me in their ability to throw the ball. Throw the ball. So Dixie State, or sorry, Utah Tech, not on their level, (laughs) uh, but I do want to see. Yeah, I would. I want to see that. Yep. Throw the ball. Yeah. Let's I mean, th- honestly, throw it 80 times. Like, Drew breeze us yeah. with Purdue. I don't <laughs> care. Um, obviously, the cat showed you can run middle, left, right, all over the place on him. So my gut feel is I think it's going to be another good day for Cliff McDowell and the run game. And then again, the blend of keep building on Vidlac. So that that's going to be the fascinating thing to watch is – do we just see the Grizz come out and just go zone read smash right away, or is it more of a blend? And is that a waste of a game? I don't know. Because it's like, you know, if it's going to be just more of like McDowell running the same offense he ran this past week, like, great. I'm but, sure it'll be successful, but it's like, what are we gaining from that? Right. Like, you got to let both of them run the offense we want to run. Yeah. And, right. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't want to have. I, I just don't want to have two quarterbacks that run two different offenses. Because like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen if one of them goes down? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, Sac State won the conference twice and lost only one conference sure. game in two years running two QBs. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not like I, as much as I love having one QB. Like, I'm not opposed to the whole two QB thing. But <laughs> yeah, I think you can make yeah. it work. Yeah. And I sometimes I don't mind like. Like you were saying, like you didn't really like how they took Vidlock out and then put McDowell in. Like sometimes I like that in situations where you do bring the guy in and it's like, say, third and four, and you're like, yeah, this might look predictable what we're but, gonna do, but we're gonna do what we're gonna do, but and I you better stop it. Would prefer third and four than second. Than second, you know, sure. it's like second, you just whatever. It's like no, we're gonna put you in to do something different. Yep. There's some maybe there's some element of surprise here. Let's go pick up this first down. Yep. Utah Tech, uh, the main thing defensively that they returned, they got a couple safeties in the corner to come back. So their uh, defense is more experienced. I don't know if it's better in terms of pass defense, but uh, a little bit more experience there at least. So, But, again, I'm, I'm with you guys. I think – I hope it's not just we're going to just do zone read and run the ball 60 times and – score four touchdowns and keep the ball for 42 minutes and mm-hmm. get out of the desert that way. I'm going to go play go play the way we're going to play. Well, the only thing that's going to make Sam Vidlak better is reps. Yeah. And throwing the ball. Yeah. Like, not just handing the damn thing off, right? So. Yep. Uh, speaking of playing in the desert, it will be 96 degrees when the game starts. Wow. It's pretty hot. Even though it's 7 o'clock. Yeah. Sun sets at 8 in St. George that day. Um, but according to AccuWeather, um, it's going to be like, it's going to stay in the 80s. I mean, it's going to be hot. Well, I mean, they just played a game in the high 80s. Yeah. So I guess we want to look for a positive Prefer. for that big yeah. fest. So it's funny. I can, I can think of a totally different circumstance, but uh, 2004, 2004, we went to Sam Houston State early mm-hmm. and it was oh it was ugly yep it was ugly. 90 and humid and on the espn replay we had grizz players 
barfing on the field. From, and someone was saying they like overhydrated the team, and guys were just yakking. I just everywhere. watched that one. Something that James oh, yeah. was watching when <laughs> yeah. we walked in here. Yeah. Same exact thing. Pounding. What are those called? Uh, prime? <laughs> Didn't look like he was in prime condition. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it's going to be hot out there. Uh, I'm sure they'll be prepared for that. Like, we just played a hot game too, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Desert heat versus Montana heat's dry. Arid mountain heat. Yeah, yeah it's the same. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's Utah Tech. I, I think, like I'd said earlier, I would be shocked if we beat them by a bigger margin or just put more offensive points on the board than the Cats did. Um, I think we're still going to see some issues. Uh, I think we're going to see some execution issues, uh, just some more youth. And like I said earlier, too, I think we're going to see a lot of guys playing positions, especially defensively, right now, that we probably won't see as much once we get into more conference play, which is going to lead to some stuff. A couple deep shots here and there. Open guys, guy behind a safety, things like that. Um, I see a Grizz win. I think in my scouting report, it's up on uh, good old E-Grizz. I think I said 30-13 to 13 Grizz is my prediction. Just in my head, I just came up with 41 to 14, but yeah. I don't know anything. I think it's going to be 45 to 13. Okay. I want to see that kicker just bash another field goal. That's why I said 41. All right. I'll take it. <laughs> but road game test uh, against a team we are favored against and should beat. Uh, I don't know. Like I said earlier, I like this. I, um, I'd love it if we were coming back next week to a comparable peer team, like a Mountain West. Uh, not God, a Mountain West, <laughs> uh, Missouri Valley or someone like that, uh, like Northern Iowa or somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that'd be great. But it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I like the I like the way you roll. I never thought Dixie State name made sense. Apparently, Did you look it up? the history does make sense. It's uh, a little as interesting history. As crazy as that sounds, right? You'd never think Dixie in Utah, except for some elements of it, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was settled by the LDS, and many of those settlers came from southern states, including Mississippi, Alabama, Virginia, Texas, and Tennessee. Some of the first guys who uh, ran the area were slave owners, and uh, apparently the area grew cotton. Before, so it's like the little southern enclave. Yeah, interesting. Is that wild? I mean, that, it's not pretty. It, it answers some questions as to why it was called yeah. Dixie State. It never yeah. made sense to me. Like, I who who was here? It's like, yeah, let's do it. Let's. I remember years ago they played a game against the cats and they didn't beat them, but they played them like real tight. I was like, man, they're playing this D2 school from, like, the south? Like, from the deep yeah. south? This is weird. And I looked up. I'm like, they're in Utah? <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> so, they're right in the desert, too? Yeah. Um, like I said a couple pods ago, I will be there. My wife is going with me. Uh, we are flying with the team. I get the itinerary of how this all works Wednesday. I have no clue. So, I'll report back to you guys. <laughs> I might be a zombie if we record our pod on Sunday because we fly home right after the game. You have We're plenty project- of time to sleep, and you will be fine by the time we record the pod. Yeah, yes. It's like 8 o'clock on a Sunday night. Yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. Man up. Packers will be 1-0. They'll beat the Bears. I'll be fine. I'll be happy. Yeah. 
Well, that's a bold statement. <laughs> I don't know about that. Speaking into existence here. All right. Okay. All right, we ready for questions? Who's got the better QB, the Packers or the Bears? Passer. Well, I, I kind of think Love is going to be good. I mean, I I'm, I think Love could be good. I'm just asking a question. I can't. I he asked for listener questions. I'm a listener. Oh my god. Second question: Why is Brent an ageist? I'm, oh my god! Is he in reverse? Oh, he doesn't like young yeah. people. Yeah. yeah what happened to you? You loved uh, the, the the freshman guy from last year. Yeah. And now you're out. Now I'm, I'm out. The senior. We'll see 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 how far it got me. We were supposed to win a national title last year, and we got bounced in the quarters. That's so I'm true. going back to my old ways. You're going back to experience. Like the Clint Eastwood in that one movie. Um, can't even think about it. All of his movies? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Clint Eastwood in all of his movies. Oh, man. I can't even think of that one. The El Dorado. No, not El Dorado. Uh, El Camino. Car. El Camino. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, okay. I think we're ready for questions here. We probably have covered a lot of these. So we'll give shout outs as we go through them. Grizzly Ordigger on uh, Egris asked if people check Butler's receivers gloves for sticky substances because of the amount of catches they made. We kind of covered on that. Um, Depoire Grizz is wondering uh, thoughts on Bergen's exceptional first half, but then only being targeted once in the second half. We threw the ball. We didn't throw time? the ball in the second half. But we didn't I mean, throw. Mid- middle of the third quarter is when McDowell came in, and that was kind of the end of that. The only he guy didn't throw a ball in the second. He half. did throw one to Bergen, but didn't that wasn't that one of the ones that got wiped out? Uh, there was I a penalty on a f- conversion that he had. I thought Bergen dropped a pass of his. Could be right. Was it Bergen? The no, only Bergen guy dropped who, a vidlock pass. Doesn't matter. The only guy who caught anything in the second half was McDowell catching snaps. Like, <laughs> we didn't throw. Yeah. Really. Yeah. He, he, one for three. And Vidlak had one series and threw a pick, and that was it. Right? Yeah. Uh, Rats of Butte is asking our thoughts on the broadcast. Did anyone? I mean, I was there. Not good. Not good. I rewatched it. It's hard. I don't know. It's hard to watch that stuff. And, like, their graphics, they don't tell you what down it is, even after that game back. Oh, they didn't, they didn't, didn't tell you? fix theirs afterwards? They showed you the time. They didn't show you what down it was. Hmm. Um, I watched the. They cut away. Yeah. Like, they came back late from the second half. Yeah. Uh, really? Yeah. Um, they also d- did some weird things with, like, that made you miss parts of plays because. Uh, Perfect. I, I just don't think their production is that good. But, we, I mean. Who is the play by play guy? I don't even know if he knows his own name. He doesn't um, know some players' names. He's bad. Yeah, and I mean, he's boring. His voice is weird. <laughs> like it's just like weird, gravelly. Probably what people are saying about Sorry, me. Sorry, I don't like him. <laughs> no, people Who's think you're uh, people think you're Archer, right, or something. Um, oh, yeah. Sterling. Uh, but uh, I watched that the twenty-seven minute YouTube highlight clip of the compiled stuff and. He has like no excitement in his Nothing. voice. Nothing. He's yeah. so boring. Like, uh, and honestly, like it's a moment in, where people are like, oh, if you think you could do it better, you do it. Like, I literally want to try it. I'd I be, would suck I'd be at bad it. at it. Yeah, but I'd be I think terrible. Be... Yeah, but that doesn't mean I can't say like people's names. I've never been good at mowing my lawn, but I can criticize somebody else who sucks at mowing their lawn. See, I'm pretty good at mowing my lawn now. I, my dad Straight always said up. I was awful at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you didn't have to do it, though, right? No, I said uh, I okay. tried to figure it out. 
uh, Harm pointed out the ref's mic wasn't working very good. No, it was bad. Yeah, yeah I could never hear anything. I didn't know what the two penalties were uh, when we got when they got the touchdowns called back. I, I knew I Hunter McGinnis was pissed about the first one. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I think he's about to get ejected. If he, he thought it was on him, and it was clearly on <laughs> on uh, Walker or Casey. Walker just yeah. body slamming. <laughs> That's back. right. Oh man, uh, Harm also points out early games should be night games. We agree. Uh, MT Grizz rule: Where would Fouch's hit rate as all time hard hit that you've seen in the stadium? It's the biggest one I've seen. That and McCord are the two. McCord, oh, there was the one Keith Thompson. There was one. Oh, Keith, Keith Thompson, Thompson is the one I was thinking yeah. of. Keith I would say it's the top five because I would struggle to narrow it down. But magnitude, most of the big ones I can think of were also in huge games. There was one that Jimmy right. Wilson laid Playoff down games. in a Cats yeah. game. Yes. That was a big one. That was a big one. But, but it's up there. I mean, it was. There. Yeah. Uh, he's wondering our, uh, how important do you feel it is to have an enforcer on defense? You mean a guy that gets um, penalties after the whistle for? Well, or just a hitter? Like, I guess I guess we'll find out, won't we? What is this question getting at? Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> Why are you looking at me? Well, I just want you to interpret the question you read. Well, I think uh, MT Gross rule is assuming that enforcer is going to set a tone or an attitude for a defense. It was important that Eastern game, that Eastern playoff game. Yeah. Um, when Robertson crushed that guy. And then Robbie, was crush Robbie that on guy. the next play too. Yeah. They both got reviewed for targeting. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason that most of the fans in the conference hate Robbie Houck, right? <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah. Because of fake tackles? Well, I guess they would argue that too. But. Okay. Uh, Ever Grizz wants to also uh, wish Coulter a congratulations on his engagement and upcoming child. Uh, the rest of his questions were for James. Lock on um, <laughs> his life has oh. really changed, right? Yeah. Uh, wait a minute. Uh, he's wondering about Grizz throwing outside the hashes too often against zone. Is lack of an experienced tight end the reason? Do we not have middle of the field uh, zone buster plays? Rather, oh. do we see the Grizz recover? Uh, recover Receiver, I think you mean. Sit down in the soft spot or the zone for. A quick I don't hit. know that that is like a. That depends wholly on what kind of zone you're playing. It's Junior Bergen's touchdown. Yeah, that was Junior Bergen's touchdown was those, a quick cut in the middle yeah. of the field. It wasn't against, a zone beater it was against man. man, but yeah. like if if I'm playing cover three, like I'm, I'm gonna take my shots yep. outside the hashes. If I'm playing cover two, it maybe not as much, but yep. like it totally depends on what kind of zone you're playing. Right. Uh, AZ Grizz fan who always wants to know who's leaving the team immediately is wondering which running back is leaving the team. Um. <laughs> Let's let it play out because I'll tell you the people that these guys would have picked to leave the team last year didn't leave the team. Right. Yeah. Person. So yeah. You know. He's wondering if Vidlak has what it takes. Is this growing pains or are we just not have the guy? We don't know. Vidlak is a sophomore who made his yeah. first start at QB and yes. is, as Hank said tonight played, played pretty the most well. he has played since high school. Yeah. So And honestly I Yeah. I liked a lot of what I saw. Yeah. I did too. I I am not concerned that after one game we don't think he can grow from that. Mm-mm. Yep. Uh, you know, he's wondering if the defense got exposed. I think uh past defense we've kind of talked about that, but uh yeah. Um let me see here. I think there's already like the questions <laughs> that were already there against that second against our style of for sure defense are yep. 
or what a lot Still, of offensive yeah. coordinators are going to look at. Yeah. So. Uh, CDA Grizz does not have a question. He just has two comments. He says, Mike, in driving around town this weekend, I saw a lot more of your signs than any of your competitors. Not really a question, just an observation. Wishing you the very best. Well, that's nice. Yeah. And then he says he tried to find me at my tailgate, but couldn't. It was because it was about 18 minutes before kickoff. Um, so he's going to go back to film and see what he can do to improve. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he misidentified you as Mike. Oh, yeah. We probably shook hands, buddy. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's our uh, egress questions. Um, yeah. Getting into the stadium. I... Uh, we've talked about this before, but we left 25 minutes before kick, and I missed the uh, kickoff, and I missed the Bergen touchdown. I just didn't. I mean, I didn't want to complain again because I feel like we have this complaint. But it's just like I don't understand how it can't get better. No. Like you, you sell all these tailgate passes. You, you know, I just I don't understand it. With you. Uh, let's see. Let's see. So, hop over to X. Twitter, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Donovan was wondering. Uh, defense seems to be back to their old way of bend but don't break. Do we feel that that's going to kind of be the consistent thing? I think so, right? I think this week we're going to see him give up a lot of yards. Yeah. I think in college football you go in cycles and you graduate all Americans, and you got to figure out how to replace them. And yeah, yeah they might be great. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully, the offense can be more dynamic, and the team can win games. Yeah. How many of those touchdowns were long drives, and how many of them were short fields? Well, how many one of them were short by penalties? Yeah, yeah. If, uh, Ten points were short field. So, Two interceptions. So, yeah. half their points. Yeah, yeah. And they, I mean, had, I mean, they got some lucky breaks on some between the catches and a few of the penalties to extend drives like yeah good point mm-hmm. if we went 35 or 42 to 10 are as many fans like no no Mm-mm. yeah i was also wondering who starts a qb i so bet it's vidlak again i really i think that's a really good question i really wonder what they're going to do i, I wonder if they're going to change something I think just, to, just if they are on equal footing if they're going to say yeah. hmm. all right i'm really interested to find that out i'd I'd lean towards Vidlak, but I would not at all be surprised to see them start with McDowell. I just think that, and, and maybe because like they probably have a plan. It's like, hey, we're going to start one one game and one the other. I don't know why if that was your plan, you won't say it. I mean, I guess maybe you get a little bit of surprising mm-hmm. Utah Tech or whatever. But I also think you got to be careful with you know a sophomore who you had played this first game didn't play terrible. No, you know, and then you're going to. I don't know. You yeah. just got to be careful. You got to communicate as a coaching staff if that's what you're doing. Like, yep. you really have to let them know that this yeah. is still a battle. Yeah. I think Fidlack starts, but pardon me. Wouldn't be totally surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Uh, okay. Hop over to Twitter. A lot of these questions are like, should we be freaking out after this game? No, it's and one game. You should game. never freak out. Unless you just got your, <laughs> unless you just completely got your ass kicked. Like, it's one um, game. Oh my god! Like this is a completely unfair comparison. Um, let me see if I can pull this up again. Two thousand nine, the Grizz beat Division Two Western State in their home opener, thirty-eight to zero. And I think people were kind of freaking out that we only put up thirty-eight points on a D two school named after a former insurance company in, Mon- in Missoula. 
And then, uh, you know, 2008, we beat Central Washington by three and UC Davis by five over the course of two weeks at home. So this is not, a, I don't know if this is a national championship team, but good teams have yeah. closer Calm games down. early, Please, too. Yes. Right. Um, Sean Payhut was wondering if we were surprised that the Butler coach took issue with a throw at the end zone. No. No. Absolutely not. not. But if I was the opposing coach, he I probably too, honestly that that penalty was on the other side of the field, so he probably hadn't yet seen how much yeah. of a cheap shot it was. Frankly, yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I hope if they were in the same situation, he would do, do it. Do the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bob and a whole bunch of numbers is wondering if the O line seemed dominating nope. to us, or should we be worried? No, neither. Yeah, I would agree. Neither. I did. I do not think they seem dominating. Like you can confuse the end of the game where they we outmatched them based on scholarship and conditioning. With I think earlier in the game they they were not what I would have expected from that group. Not panicking at all. Like I, I I would like to kind of go back and look at the pass blocking a little more because Mm, that's one thing I really didn't pay attention to when I was watching this, watching the replay. But right. No, they weren't dominant. They weren't terrible. So uh, Matt Colby's wondering if we're should be concerned that we didn't put away a D two or not a D two, but a non scholarship school. No, someone at the Grace Fan Pod. I think it was Luke said yes. Luke said yes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. There's a gift there that says yes. Oh, um, Austin Wardlow. His controversial take is that Bobby Ball and RTD has not happened and will not happen. Um. And that he believes Montana State, Sacramento State, Weber State, and Idaho have surpassed Montana and Montana staff in recruiting, coaching, and player development. That's okay. Uh, I wouldn't agree with that. I, I mean, they have not RTD'd, obviously. Did you notice on the... QB Club logo. It's RTD not there anymore. There, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which raised some questions in my mind, but like, no, we clearly haven't returned to dominance. But I'm not sure that any of those programs, aside from Montana State, have surpassed us. And I don't even know that. I don't even know that Montana State has more more talent or develops players better. Like, I, I, I don't know. I think I think what they did last year to us was they what they do on offense. Is perfectly suited to go against our defense, and like from a scheme perspective, yeah. But I don't know. It doesn't mean that we can't beat them this year. Yeah, I think from 1986 to maybe about four or five years ago, by and large in the Big Sky Conference, Montana was ahead of everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not four, maybe a little further back, but I think Montana was ahead of everybody. Uh, facilities and everything and all that. Um, and Montana got a little too comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so in many regards, other schools have been able to catch up. Yep. On-field success, of course. Sac State, not Idaho yet, like last year, yeah, but like sustain it. Uh, and Montana State um, have passed on-field. Weber, I think... <laughs> Look, they're doing some nice stuff to their stadium, and they've had a little bit of playoff success, yes. Um, I, I 
have a hard time just like looking at everything there and being like Weber has surpassed Montana. But I think it's it's a weird realm for a lot of Montana fans, longtime Montana fans, to look around and not just be the big dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but let's see some of these places sustain it. Like, exactly. You yeah. know, Weber did that with one coach. Like, right. Show us sustain that through a program. Yeah. You yeah. know. Yeah. Um, the Cats have done a good Sac job State of too. each coach building on kind of the mm-hmm. positives that the one before built. So yeah. I mean, they're doing it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Sac State's got to prove it too. I mean, Troy Taylor has been the best coach in the Big Sky the last couple of years. So, yeah. yeah. I, I think that, that we definitely, it's fair to say that we definitely have peers. And I think of that group, the only team that could say that they probably have surpassed us is Montana State. And I don't know that it's like not something that can't flip. Like, I don't, sure. Like, I don't think it's a permanent thing. Is all I'm saying. But I mean, the last couple of years, it'd be hard pressed to yeah, say. Yeah, you can't say that Montana. Because even the year that we knocked them around, they went to the national championship. So you know, you'd be hard pressed to make the argument over the last few years that. The, sure. I would say their on-field results have passed us, and I think that's uh, I think that is a product of their coaching staff using schemes that take full advantage of their talent. And I'm I 100% do not think Montana's have done that. Not on offense, yeah. for sure. Well, I don't think on defense either, but that's that's what I would argue. Well, so then, in a reply, Austin Wardlow and someone else go down the rabbit hole that Grizz Nation loves to go down is what record is going to get Bobby fired. Um, <laughs> Mike is, like, exhausted by this question. I think, uh, yeah, and so people that are Joe McCaffrey in a response points out that it's going to be an internal hire because this boosters just love the internal hires and blah 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 so um yeah who that guy is a big fan of a previous coach yeah we've interacted with him before yeah, See, yeah. it may be a nice guy i don't know him at all but. yeah delaney which coach stick oh, oh. okay cool so i think there's an angle there that being said I hope that if there is ever an opening, they do a full-on search like this. Absolutely, should. you know, yeah. yeah. Because look, look at some of these other programs that yeah. have, you know done. Look what Montana State has done yeah. in their yeah. coaching; they've nailed it on their yep. last two coaches. Yep. Right. Uh, Justin Martico thinks uh, wants to point out a few things. He thinks McDowell is the star. I totally agree, Justin. Thank you. Checks in the mail. Um, defensive. The defense made plays when they had to. Why would he be the starter? Dude went <laughs> one of three and ran it down their throat. Like, are people crazy? Like, I get that we need to see him more and that we need to play more, but oh my god! Like, Mike is modern always... college football. You have to be able to throw the ball. He's so the dude went one of Montana three. State. Are, Montana throw State. the ball. It's a. It is North Dakota State. It's the exception, not State. the rule. It's the exception, not the rule. What pa- What heavy passing team last won the national title? What team that throws next to nothing last won the national title? North Dakota State. How many they times throw they plenty. They freaking have developed three <laughs> NFL QBs in the last decade. How many of those guys good. have played? <laughs> yeah. Played well. Oh my word! Oh my word! I know. Oh, Are you going with your trans jersey? <laughs> People, I just don't have time for this in my life right now. Like, I need people to be rational thinkers. <laughs> Oh my god! I if suck he at starts tra- awesome, 
but it, he needs to run a full offense. Like we can't just say you're the oh, starter God. because you came in and ran power high against an exhausted <laughs> non-scholarship team in a hundred degree heat in the third quarter. Oh man, I love it. I am so bad at trolling, but I know how to troll Mike. This is amazing. That was my favorite part of the game, actually. <laughs> it Mike, was fun. Your trolling was Coming to be fantastic. Dominant. Mike, yeah, when you're mayor, I got some awesome. great stuff for city council. I'm just going to show up with some heaters. Um, Hold on a second. I want to get to something about North Dakota State. Last year, they threw... North Dakota State didn't... 256 times. And ran. And they ran 656 times. Weird. So... Yeah. Uh, okay, moving forward. Johnny Claxton, can we actually build through a season and finish strong? Uh, been quite the opposite for quite a few years. I think the example I gave uh, of 08 and 09 are yeah. great ones. Also, I don't think that that's totally true because I think uh, two years ago we built through the season. And I think the year before that we built through the season yeah. and got better. Yeah. Last year seems to have really clouded a lot of people's opinion of whether – Bobby Howe can still do that because that used to be his hallmark. I, you've got a lot of fans that last year we were buying tickets for national title game yeah. and then <clears throat> the and we fell happened. apart. Yeah. So, um, I mean, honestly, I think that's like the first time I've seen a Bobby Howe coached football team at Montana do that. Right. Yeah. I think, yes, you can build. Yeah. We hear this whole time. You don't want to be playing your best football in September. Um, you want to be playing that in November and December. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. So, uh, at Ford 61, Tom, uh, is asking about an offensive package that has both Vidlak and McDowell in the field at the same time. Kyle says no. I could see it. I just don't see what, what, where do you put McDowell? How do you use that? You put him as a running back, you put him as a receiver and put him in motion. You think you probably put him as a receiver and put him in motion or you line him up next to Vidlak and you do some sort of fake sweep option or pitch it and then he's got the choice to throw oh sort of like this triple option stuff that USC's the only problem with that though is that you're one player down you're playing 10 on 11 because Vidlak is uh, uh, yeah but the the defense still has to account for him on some level because if he keeps the ball just trip him on the sideline you just have one of your players on the sideline trip him though (laughs) I don't know. We'll see. It. We'll see it. Uh, Zach Lubeck is uh, asking us about uh, O-line inconsistency and pointed out Forbes snapping issues. I think we kind of touched on that. It's got small hands. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, don't Smells know if that's like true. Uh, Sean Payhut was asking about our thoughts on the record number of season ticket sales. Is it because of the booming population thanks to realtors like Brent and Mike? I added that part in. Um or is it just... <laughs> Do you just give yourself credit? <laughs> okay, Mike and Brent. I'll say Mike first. God, oh, no, I'm just kidding. He's shaking his head. I added that part. Not I'm helping. joking. It yeah. just says increase in area population or just uh, uh, maybe some return to program excitement with the change in coordinators. I don't know. What was the amount of season tickets sold last year? They barely Just barely beat it. it. But I mean, still, that's a ton of season so tickets, and it's something to be excited yeah. about, but I guess, like, I... If we just barely know. beat it, like, it seems to me that it's a yeah. pretty constant thing. Yeah. Um, I'd rather get excited about like actual crowd numbers because they're there because yeah. they're excited about the product on the field. Same. With you. Uh, Eric Witz is pointing out that the Grizz Den, you had to scan your ticket each time you had to come and go. And it I heard about this, where, they, where you can serve alcohol now on the upper deck. and I'm, I'm sure they'll figure out more of a system. They are just 
you know, first time through and they're, you know, continually testing alcohol in this stadium Wait, in different ways. They can serve alcohol on the first deck now? On the yeah. top, upper deck, but top. you have to have a seat up there. You can't oh, just and that's why every time you go too, the like not everybody's allowed. Oh. oh. Okay. Well that makes sense. Yeah. Uh David Coy points out what maybe, we maybe that's why they have more season tickets. Oh maybe so. Oh yeah. Alcohol. Beer. Hooray. Uh David Coy does point out the thing we talked about with the uh that there was a Windows update Saturday morning that crashed the yes, hooray. He knew that? Well, that's what he says he heard. Um, I think he works on campus, if he's the guy I'm thinking of. Is, this, is he the tech guy? <laughs> it's his fault. Um, <clears throat> he's asking, what is your biggest computer blunder you've ever made? I, every day of my job. <laughs> Work with computers. I'm sure I've made plenty. I just can't think of one right now. Um, so iPads and iPhones and all the iCloud, you can send texts through multiple devices and... I don't know why I was texting a friend and texting a realtor and um, crossed up uh, some ju- a juvenile type of text and sent it to a realtor that um, required a lot of explaining in a phone call. <laughs> yeah, so, if, somebody, if somebody wants to know mine, they can uh, message me on Twitter, but I'm not going to say it on the podcast. <laughs> uh, let's see. Tater Sloan thought Butler was a good first test. Thought they played well. Um, it points out the same thing. New QBs, new coordinators, young guys. Uh, working out the kinks. We'll be good. Wow, we got a lot of Twitter questions. Uh, Sean Doherty. Um, okay. He says that he's seen at least one of us on the Peloton leaderboard. How many of us own one? And what is your most and least favorite instructor? Do you know if any coaches own a Peloton? I don't know of any coaches that own a Peloton. Mike, you are your family. You are Peloton. Owners. I have never touched a Peloton bike in my life. Don't you have one? Um, it's your yes, wife. there's one downstairs. My wife. Okay. Yeah, she's got a Peloton. Okay. I don't have it. It's just a government tracking device. I don't have one. Okay. Well, <laughs> government knows about me, though. Yeah. You'll I see just, me on the leaderboards. I believe it because you're a leader. I, yes, I am a leader. I fool people like this physique. I fool people. But I'm very good on a stationary bike. What is it? Can I ask you? Is it like spinning? It's like spin yeah. class? Yeah. So does it get hot? So how does that work? You're not you're just bike. You're not just biking like on a on like work. one of those bikes at the gym, right? Like it gets harder. Like it's got like a resistance. Yeah, you got resistance on it, and okay. uh, it's class on the screen. And yeah, my guy's Alex Toussaint. So uh, yeah, Lee's do they favorite. take you through like scenery and places? You can do scenery. You can do. There's like a game based kind of thing. Uh, Kind of looks like a Tron type of game, and then there's just ones where you were like virtually, and either a live or a pre-recorded class, and there it's tempo and it's 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 either resistance or it's sprints or it's all sorts of stuff. So, okay, yeah, I've never totally understood what spin was, so I didn't understand if it was any different than a stationary bike, but it is different. Right? It's kind of the same oh. spin. Like so, I used to do a bunch of spin stuff, and a lot of spin, especially the stuff you see here in town. It's uh, set to music, and your 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 foot, you know, you're you're on tempo with the music, and you're doing. They make you do like push up yeah, things, push don't ups they? and dance moves and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, the Peloton, it's a little bit more output, and um, well, it can be output and just just going like harder work. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Not that spin is not hard work. I've done both. They're both tough. Um, Griffin Smith says enough about football. Let's talk about the soccer team. They beat Oklahoma. They beat Oklahoma. 1-0. That's, that's awesome. This team's good. Yeah, isn't the coach like, I mean, he's like a legitimate soccer coach. Yeah, right? we've had him for, boy, a while now. It's kind of like years. the volleyball team in a little bit, right? 
Like, isn't the volleyball coach like volleyball coach is things that are she's really... been here for a little bit? She's oh. not been here for too long. Okay, yeah, but we, she's we, like she's like elevated the program a yeah, lot, right? Big time, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. In soccer, I mean, like we, you know, to to point out this person, like we talked about them on the pod last week too, because Riley had just called the Ohio State game. Yeah. But you know, beating Oklahoma this week, I mean, good for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we do need to have him on the pod. Everybody likes that coach and says that he should be on this pod. He's a fun guy. What it, what it makes on. me think is like, and I don't know anything about like women's soccer, but it makes me think that if they get into the NCAA tournament, they can beat, they can win a first round game. They maybe can Love win it. a second round game. Yeah. Like they could. Boy, that'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Nick Tabor, some observations. Just uh, really liking Riley Wilson. We didn't really talk about him much on defense. He had, I think, a sack earlier or something, mm-hmm. a tackle for a loss early in the game. Grodney. Uh, and Meyer, uh, really like what he saw from Bergen and Gilman. Um, loves a new kicker. Lastly, though, the biggest thing, and Kyle, this one, he did not direct it to you, but I am directing it to you. How about Coach Prime and those Colorado buffs? They beat TCU. <laughs> oh, stop it. Hold on. No, no, I no, am no, not no, a. No, I am not like beat, a. No, tell me how many starters came back from that championship. Don't, don't tell me they beat the team that finished Colorado second in the national championship. Colorado was one or whatever, and people have been raking them and talking about how terrible they were going to be, even with the 86 new players. And the, awesome. They I beat, mean, we they're don't, ranked we don't have number 17. They went on the road. T- like TCU is not the 17th best team in the I nation. I can't believe you Sorry. are making me defend Colorado. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. word. This like, is the biggest overreaction I've seen What was the spread in that game? I don't care. What like the spread 30 was? points. Really? I don't care what the spread I don't know was. What was that big. 20. I don't care. Boy, Dion's kid was live. 500 like, set the a program record. Oh, yeah. Like, didn't TCU bring back three starters from that team? The whole team? Yeah. Damn. So don't tell me they beat the team that was a second place team last year. They didn't. They beat a TCU team that may be hot garbage. Okay. So let's just let's just see how things play out. Even if TCU is hot garbage, it is still a significantly better win than Colorado. Let's all of just last year. wait till they play USC and lose by forty-five. Deep in, in breaths. Butler. There it is. In Boulder, they're there gonna, it is. They're going to lose by forty-five to USC. Wow! Bigger win. Coach Prime beats TCU in his, his opening game at Colorado, or Bob Stitt beats North Dakota State in his opening game at Montana. That's just off the top of my head. That's well, I mean, we're going to need to see how these teams shake out because <laughs> Kyle's whatever. But, um, <laughs> you know, Bob Stitt took over a pretty good program, and it was at home. It was. Prime went to Texas. Yeah, he went with to he went to scary Fort Worth. Fifty what a, plus what a home new field players. Fort Worth. Did they do the hypnotoad thing though? I mean, that's that's good. When for was the last time Colorado beat a ranked team out of conference on the road? I don't know, dude. I don't know, but I'm just saying I don't think uh, it's going to look as good at the end of the season. Is it going to matter though? Yeah. So they, they yeah they yeah, paid him like twenty five million dollars, and they said they didn't have it, but they sure they would get it. They got twenty five million dollars in publicity last night or yeah. two nights ago. I mean, yeah. he has already done what they wanted him to do for that program in spades. That's mm. just not going to last. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <coughs> Does it matter? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's going to fade, and then people are going to be like, oh, Are you sad oh, that you're not going to be conference rivals anymore? No, I'm sad that I can't go to that game because the tickets are so expensive. <laughs> <laughs> like five, $600, right? I was right? the cheapest one I could find was like $600, and this was like two oh months ago. It is going to be... A, a game that teams circle because oh. they are going to want to beat them so bad. Oh, especially now. And After all that stuff. That some will said. and some won't. Oh, God. Yeah, and, oh, I'm going to say one more thing about this. This, All these people <laughs> saying that 
oh, Shadir Sanders was never thought to be a good quarterback. He was a four-star quarterback coming out of high school. He was a 25th-ranked quarterback. This That he did that is not that big of a surprise. Yeah. He's, good He's a very good quarterback. Yeah. Like, um, Clemson lost to Duke. <gasps> Seriously? Oh, that's happening right now. Oh. Wow. So, Too bad they didn't hire Dion. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about college football. Oh, yeah. just, just, just saw that came across. Wow. Colorado Grizz fan is wondering when someone in the media is going to ask Bobby the question, do you feel like you've lived up to your expectations uh, <laughs> since you've uh, been preaching never. since your return? You have zero conference titles. You have one rival we win, and you're not even sniffing Frisco. That in w- Those exact words? That's what he says. Nobody's going to ask him that. So, Kyle, you used to be a reporter. This has been a fascinating thing for me, and I've, especially this off season. There's been a big contingent of Grizz Nation that has suddenly become even more mad at Coulter and other reporters for asking questions that I think, I don't know, like either aren't like sports related, um, but do circle around a sports program or press conference questions like that. Like, hey, coach, you've been a failure so far. How do you feel? Like, what kind of... I'm just like from like a reporter perspective. Is that like, I don't know, like, like how does, because it seems like the fans always want to ask these type of questions and reporters never do and the fans get mad at reporters for not doing it. But it seems like it's something where in that realm you're going to lose access or something. But I don't know. Give me some perspective on your thought with that. You're going to, that's the thing that you, I think, are scared of, that, you, that you're going to lose access in some way. Yeah. Or they're, they're going to do something to like just, uh, not take you seriously, not mm-hmm. help you out with like certain stories that you write that are essentially like advertisements for them, like senior profiles and things like that. They're not going to give you the time that you need with certain players. Yeah. Um, but also that question just, you're more likely not going to get, especially at a press conference, you're not going to get an honest answer out of that question. Right. So if you're going to ask a question like that, you have to find a way to word it and you basically have to do it in a one-on-one situation. <clears throat> That oh, is yeah. basically just between you and the coach, cameras. Like, because the likelihood of a coach answering, "You've been a failure," and looking at it honestly is yeah, you're, yeah. you're not gonna you're not gonna get that. And you could say that of any type of reporter, whether it's a sports reporter, whether it's a political reporter, whether it's a business reporter. When you just ask somebody straight up, "You've been a failure," yeah. Like most people, first of all, just aren't gonna like go into the mm-hmm. nuance of it right right so well I, I think you and Coulter on a recent pod of his talked about this too with the the DUI issues that yeah. uh, Montana State has had this last year and there's been a ton of Grizz fans that are like the media is giving them a pass Coulter's too afraid to ask the question and all this stuff like this and you guys kind of touched on that with his pod yeah it's like I mean you can ask them what they're gonna do about it but they're gonna tell you that they're not gonna comment on it until it plays out yeah and then uh, had I known that like they had extended or given him a given him a a raise, I think that's a fair question to ask. Mm-hmm. Why, why, when he's going through this investigation, did you give him a raise? Yeah, like we're talking about you. The cats. You should be able to get a question <laughs> yeah. out of that, an answer out of that. But I I think it's wild to say that the media has given them a pass on this. So I just think it comes from like a you're a fan of one fan base that hates that sure. team, so you're gonna. 
yeah. make it seem like they're not getting uh, investigated in the way that they should. Interesting. Uh, megaphobe? Is wondering where Osmo Childs were. He thinks they are both better than Xavier Harris. At least Childs? last year. I thought Xavier looked good. I, I did too. I thought Xavier looked great. I, yeah. you know, he I learned he to really kind good. of bounce and roll off of contact. Which, that touchdown? He lowered his shoulder and went yeah. into that dude? I mean, he lumped off at one point, but he came back. I mean, I I didn't have any problem with the one-two punch of those guys. And I think Gilman is big and strong, and he can play some of the role that Osmo and Childs play. Yeah, I, and I think X is more of a true change of pace to any of them. Yeah. So, I, I mean, we'll see what their rotation looks like. But, I mean, I think that if there are carries that you're going to see taken, that Gilman's eating into this year, they're going to be Osmos. Yeah. Yeah. Gilman's a flat-out star. Yeah. Like, give him the ball 20 times a game for all I care. Like, yep. And we'll have him for years. Hopefully. Yeah. 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 Hopefully. Yeah. I think we're going to be fine. We'll see more Osmos as the season goes. Childs, I don't know. That was kind of his role last year, too. Uh, okay, a couple guys saying the season's going to suck. Thanks. Um, <laughs> Great analysis off one game. Thanks. Uh, Tom Kuglin is wondering, what are your preseason NFL picks? To win the Super Bowl? Yeah, sure. That's the 49ers. Out uh, of the NFC. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean. Unless Nick Bosa doesn't come back. Probably like Eagles or Niners. AFC, I don't know. I don't think the Eagles are going to make the playoffs. Woof. That's a bigger hot take than my Colorado isn't going to last. <laughs> we'll see. <sighs> Let's put money on it. How much you want to put on it? Oh, let, okay, so what's a fair number to say Colorado doesn't last, like six wins or less? I thought we were putting money on the Eagles making the play. No, 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 we're, we're going to say like, which, is, which is more likely to happen. Oh. So I pay you if Colorado has <laughs> X amount of wins. Wait, is that right? <laughs> I, I got to think through this. Okay. It's late you love, yeah, we're we're gonna, we're gonna It's yeah. 10 o'clock. I'm yeah. going to think through this. Um. More comments and observations from other posters like Riley Watt just pointing out that uh, both Vidlack and McDowell had some good moments. Uh, really likes McDowell in a sort yard situation. Loves the uh, running back room. Felt some concern about the defense. Um, and then the last <laughs> post, we had the Fouch hit. Holy hell. So we've talked about that play. <laughs> so Nick Fouch, yeah. Uh, a couple other comments just kind of circling around the same stuff, but that was what we had on Twitter. People were active on the questions, weren't they? Yeah, it's been a fascinating mix because I think what we've seen is a lot of people saying, I saw bright moments, I saw positive spots, we're building on something, and I saw other people that said, oh my God, we suck, this is terrible. My <coughs> seat neighbor who, uh, on my left, not uh, who is occasionally at games, uh, got up and walked past me in the third quarter and said, we're not going to win six games, and I think he left. So now he's... Look at our schedule. We're going to win six games. <laughs> um, yeah, it was kind of funny. I'm shaking my head a bit at his uh, revelation there. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, we have a split fan base right now. People are freaking out, and some are thinking positively. Or That's also what we expect, right? Yeah. yeah. Out of this fan base? I mean, it is. You know, we get a lot of that, I feel like. Yep. We've had, like, if you look at 19 and then 21 and 22, like, sky high expectations and so i think people are just having a hard time with tempered expectations 
but we'll see what this team has. They got to build. They got to get better. They know that. Yep. We'll yeah. see. It seems like that's a feeling coming out of the program, too. Absolutely. You're not hearing the same language the last couple of years. Nope. They know they got they got to build. Yeah. Yep. All right. Anything else, guys? Good. Good one. Thanks for filling in. It's always fun to have you. Tried to get James to rank you guys, but he wouldn't do it. <laughs> rank like everybody who's been on the podcast? Let I me mean, just see where you fit in in the hierarchy of you know guest oh, hosts. I drove him to Utah, so. That's a fair I let point. Him wear, I let him use my phone to watch, I think, the World Series last year while, <laughs> and, we, were, while we were also watching college sports. Yeah. And so, you found a Chick-fil-A for him. That's right. So hopefully I've bribed him pretty well. Yeah. You might need to remind him of some of those <laughs> I, things. I will. <laughs> well, as you can see, he is easily uh, talked in and out of favorite QB. So yeah, we saw true. that at the opening of the pod. So, yeah. Boy, that seems like a low blow for a 10-year-old. <laughs> just likes the QB that starts for his team, Brent. No, no, no. Not talking about Purdy. Like, I'm talking about like a Packers fan all of a sudden liking love. <laughs> I mean, I'd hope they would. You believe in your team. We do. We do. Oh, boy. All right. Um, you have fun at the game. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Everybody else, if we know you, we'll see you soon. If not, we'll be right here next week, Monday night, Sunday night. One of those. Recording the pod, dropping it Monday. Go Grizz.